This is the Buzz Adams Morning Show Podcast. Barstool Talk Daily. Except it's really early in the morning and no booze. For the most part. And KLAQ and KLAQ HD1 El Paso. A town square media station. Must be Monday. I'm moving kind of slow. I'm feeling down. Must be Monday now, baby. Turn on my radio. I need some sound. Monday. Monday. Recovery Monday. Monday. Oh, already? Where'd the time go? What do you mean Monday? I hate Mondays. Hey, where'd the time go? Mondays are the worst. Oh, I hate Mondays. And so begins another wonderful work week. No! Wake up, El Paso. Buzz Adams is back. Okay. Are you done? Let's get back to work. Showtime only on 95.5 KLAQ. Welcome to the show, everybody. We're here to get things started for you on a Monday morning. It's August the 8th. Another week gets started. Second week of school for most kids in the area. Anyway, and uh, we have a lot on the way for you this morning. We'll go around and start uh, sharing what we're going to be talking about. Let's get a look at El Paso weather and uh, find out what the weather holds in store for us. El Paso weather brought to you by Painted Dunes Desert Golf Course. You can set up all your tee times and reservations online at PaintedDunes.com. Or you can give them a call, 821-2122, for Painted Dunes Desert Golf Course. Going to see some off and on rain or chances of rain anyway. It looks like all week long, so... Um, you know, we're talking somewhere about a 15 to 20% chance of rain this afternoon. That's what we've got. Partly cloudy, otherwise 96 for the high temperature. And uh, looks like every day this week we're seeing about a 15% uh, chance of rain. So just keep that in mind. Mid-90s for high temperatures. And, uh, yeah, just gonna, that's pretty much going to be it. Mid-90s. Some cloud cover and, you know, a chance that uh, we're going to see some rain in about 15% of the coverage area. So Nice. That's your El Paso weather brought to you by Painted Dunes Desert Golf Course. Good morning, everybody, and I hope everybody had a great weekend and raring to get back to work. Nico had a nice five-day weekend. That's that's great. Wouldn't that be great? Five days off, two days on. Yeah. That's phenomenal. Can we do that? That's the Wally world. Do that. Yeah. The Wally world? Well, you know, in Wally, the movie where 
everybody was oh. floating around on chairs. When you say Wally World, I think you're talking about. Oh, Wally, the the movie, the Disney movie, Wally. Yes, that, that's you're... really like the current day and age. Yeah, <laughs> I thought you were talking about American Vacation. <laughs> oh, <laughs> Wally National World. <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, Nico is here. He's not uh, zooming in with us today. He's actually here present. So I guess you have conquered the conquered the COVID. I have been to the top of the summit, and I have seen down. Did I actually you? do have some symptoms, though. Like, I did get some effect from it. Joanna, I know what you feel like now. Oh, do you? No, not at all. <laughs> was, was one of them color blindness? Because what's with that pink salmon-colored shirt you're wearing? Hey, what is your problem with what Nico wears? I, Boy, know, I know it. I know it throws him out of sync. I'm so. popping. Right? Yeah, I'd Pop be popping. Right? Yeah, look at this. This is this is called cool these days, Buzz. Let's get uh, a little preview of what's, <laughs> what we're going to be talking about today. Uh, Joanna, start us off with entertainment, Hollywood news. What do we have coming up in that regard? Well, I don't know about you, but I am shocked. Shocked, I tell you. Kim Kardashian and Pete Davidson broke up. I know. And there's actually a reason, and I'm not mad at the reason. Ooh. I'll let you know what the reason is in entertainment news. Mm. Like, did she suddenly realize that she's Kim Kardashian and he's <laughs> Pete Davidson? <laughs> no. <sighs> Maybe she saw the trailer for that. Uh, horror movie that Pete's in. Bodies, bodies, bodies. And realize, oh, my boyfriend looks like a 50-year-old hanging out with a bunch of 20-somethings, but he's actually a 20-something himself. (laughs) Pete Davidson looks good. (laughs) I can relate to him. (laughs) Pete Davidson looks good for a raccoon that you surprise in your trash can in the middle of the night. Yeah. Nothing wrong with that to me. (laughs) Some people like that. Yeah, some people like that. And thank God. <laughs> but uh, but Splitsville, huh? For Kim and Pete. Well, obviously we Night have. We have obviously identified the biggest story of the day mm-hmm. already. Uh, Megan McCormick is going to have news headlines. So, Megan, you want to run down some of the news headlines we have coming up today? Yeah, absolutely. So, there's been a gas shortage in the borderland. I'm going to give you the details on that, why that's happening, where it is. Wait, wait. I think we need to talk about it just yes. a little bit here. Yes. So, some gas stations ran out, ran out of, of gas. gas. Yes. Not all stations. Not all stations. No, but some gas stations in El Paso did run out of gas this weekend. Looked like the gas was down in the $3.70 mm-hmm. $3. range, somewhere yep. around there. Really? I haven't been out of the house, so I don't know what the <laughs> prices are. Yeah. Now it's, uh, it's gone down quite a bit here, just in the, it seems like in the past two weeks, it's mm-hmm. gone down quite a bit. Uh, Anne Hesh. Hey, Anne Hesh. Anne Hesh. Hesh. Yep. And not Anne Hesh? Is it Anne Hesh or Anne Hesh? I've always heard it Hesh. Anne Hesh. Anne Hesh. That's what I said. Anne Hesh. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I've always gotten a real, just kind of a chaotic vibe from her. A little bit, yeah. Not that I know her or anything, but uh, she wrecked her car at a, <gasps> at a high rate of speed into a house, and I guess she had s- severe burns, and now there's a whole thing that... There's a podcast that might have shown that she was drinking vodka. Oh, my God. Yeah. yeah you know more was, about this? Mm-hmm. And so apparently what I heard this morning on the news what was the <laughs> the podcast was recorded the day before, oh, not oh. the okay. day of. Okay. okay. But, and they've pulled that episode. 
so that episode is no longer available. They said that Anne Heche's injuries were such that they couldn't do like a like a blood that test for for drugs or alcohol or whatever they do. They Mm -hmm. couldn't even do it because Uh, she was so uh, just relaying what I read. That medically makes no sense. Right, kind because of, you, right? Can, you yeah. can do a blood draw from basically anybody, right? Yes. Short of a cadaver. Yes. You might even be able to do a blood draw from a cadaver. Yes, I don't you know. can. Uh, a source says that her condition after the accident, I'm quoting for the story here, prevented doctors from performing tests to determine if she was under the influence. And Nico, you're saying... With your medical well, experience, no, look. I mean, if they were, if if they're saying, oh, we couldn't give her a breathalyzer because she was unconscious, then yeah, that makes sense. If they couldn't give you a breathalyzer on the scene because you were, they can't draw blood on the scene. So actually, they can. Police officers carry. Yeah. Well, some, a lot of sometimes people- no, this is not a universal thing. So some police officers are trained in this special uh, way of collecting blood. They they have the samples on them. Other times, they have to wait at the hospital for somebody to come do that. TMZ posted a picture of her in her car before the crash, and it it looks like she has a bottle of booze with her. In the car? Yeah, it looks like a bottle of vodka. If you got a bottle of vodka in your car, you're either on your way to a party and bringing a nice bottle of Stoli (laughs) or whatever, Grey Goose or whatever. (laughs) Or you're leaving Buzz's house after a party. Oh, that's right. (laughs) Joanna. (laughs) But if you're just driving around with a bottle of vodka because you need it handy, you probably got a a debilitating uh, alcohol problem. But certainly isn't a good sign. The day before... The accident on Friday, so I guess Thursday, a new episode of her Better Together podcast uh, dropped, and Anne appeared to be pretty wasted. That's but what it, Joanna was talking about. It was supposedly recorded the previous Monday. Better Together, I thought that that was that thing that Maria Menunos talks about at the gas station while you're pumping your gas. <laughs> you know the thing I'm talking <laughs> like when Maria Menunos comes... On the screen, yeah. yeah and, and she tells you about... Uh, I think also... Did she go into someone's house? She crashed into someone's she house. Crashed she crashed the car in. house. into blue, the house, yeah, not yeah. just on the front lawn, no. through the through structure. the house, no. through the house, full house style. Yeah, that's crazy. That doesn't happen that often. Uh, <laughs> no, apparently the woman inside was just two feet away from where the car ended up. <gasps> the what? most recent report, and this is TMZ again, says that she's quote intubated but expected to live, and her family released a statement saying that she's in stable condition. Uh, Yeah, so there's a lot of craziness about that story. Alec Baldwin and Rosanna Arquette are among those who are uh, coping, copping heat for sending messages to the actress. Copping heat? Yeah, that's what this said. For sending messages? Of love and thoughts to, to... And Heche, I guess. But do, but doesn't it because they're doing that? It seems like that to me. Uh, tr- you know, there there must there might be a substance issue there if they're sending messages like that out into the open. Like, oh, we love. I mean, if it was just a car accident, you would just. Well, I mean, she's she's intubated. I mean, that's yeah, if, yeah. If, if, I guess a, I guess that's it's serious. Yeah, but so I, I don't know. Did you guys ever watch iCarly? Yeah. <laughs> or was it? Were you a little too old for that? Um, I was a little too, uh, old, too old. Probably but, too old, but, but I still watched it. But it was it. still, yeah, I think I, ca- I caught a couple of Did you watch Drake and Josh, too? No, I never watched that one. Mm. I watched all of them. Sweet Life, <laughs> Zach and Cody, Sweet Life on Deck, 
you name it, because I had kids. iCarly star Jeanette McCurdy has a new memoir out called I'm Glad My Mom Died. So right there. But in it, she uh, describes being harassed by a male boss when she was doing the iCarly spinoff Sam and Cat and says that Nickelodeon, Nickelodeon, offered her $300,000 as a farewell present, but also to say, hey, don't talk about this stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, she says this guy gave her booze when she was only 18 years old. Mm-hmm. He also massaged her without consent. Ugh. And uh, Nickelodeon offered her $300,000 at the end of the run of the show. But there was one condition she couldn't talk publicly about her experiences with this man who she calls in the book the creator. Oh, so. yeah. All signs point to Dan Schneider. Wait, yeah. didn't I didn't? Who's Dan Schneider? The creator, the creator of the show. Of the show. The executive producer. Is he, he the owner of the Washington, whatever the hell they are now? I don't know. That joke is wasted on two people in this room. <laughs> no, no, no. And you are playing to an audience of one. No, is. <laughs> Right. I know Dan Schneider from. I know Dan Schneider of the Washington football team. I don't know. Megan is Dan Schneider. Even Megan doesn't get that okay, one. But they must not be uh, the same person. Uh, no, I don't think so. Nobody was confusing that. Okay, but they have the same name. Okay, they could have the same name, but they're not the same person. Okay, so with the with the Dan Schneider, Miranda Cosgrove. That's her name. Who? Yes, the one that also d- accused him, didn't she? Or? Yeah, I think she's spoken no. out against Dan Schneider. Mm. He's the one who created... The Washington football coach. Not, the, not to be confused <laughs> with the Washington football coach, but the creator of iCarly, Zoe 101, Sam and Cat, Victorious, Drake and Josh, all those he Nickelodeon He did the Amanda shows. show as well? With Amanda Bynes? Yeah. Well, good for him. That's all it well, is. Okay. Yeah. I'm on his side. He gave the world the Amanda show, yeah. so... Nickelodeon cut ties with him in 2018 because of allegations of abuse. Mm-hmm. And uh, apparently he was obsessed with young actresses' feet. So. What? Yeah, Dude, right. yeah. That was weird. So iCarly is back now because I watch a lot of Paramount uh, Plus. I love iCarly, the reboot. Um, is it good? What is she like? It's real good. Like 40, she's got three kids. What's going on? She's like in her 20s her and she's an influencer. Yeah, she's trying like trying to make it in the world. Did she end up with the dopey fat kid? What happened? Gibby? <laughs> yeah, did she no. end up with Gibby? No. Uh, well, also, what's weird is that she's trying to. Wasn't she a influencer when she was doing the show originally? She was the original she's influencer. She was the original, yeah. original And so blogger. she like took some time off. So in this reboot. She's trying to navigate that world of influencers. God, Joanna. God, I love that show. You know what's also a good show on Paramount Plus? Hot in Cleveland. The new Beavis and Butthead. Hilarious. Is it good? It is so good. I gotta watch that. It's more Beavis, more Butthead. They're watching a YouTube video on ASMR. It's hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, and didn't that just come out? The new, yeah, the new mm-hmm. Beavis and Butthead. Yeah. And how many episodes There's did they put There's two up? up. One where they're trying to do an escape room and another one where they go to a farmer's market. That's great. All right. Well, we've got a lot coming up on the show we'll have today and sound clips and a whole lot more on the way for you as we get back into the swing of things here on a Monday morning. Monday is my favorite time of year. 
gonna tell you what I really think I like about Mondays. Could it be like Saturdays when you don't gotta go to work? Really never like Fridays. I don't can do what I wanna do. Like sold out at the movies. Well, I can't eat at the restaurant. Everybody wanna get tight. Put the boys for a cigarette smoke. I think I'm staying up. I think I'll wait for Monday. I never five day weekend. I got a year long holiday. Thank God it's Monday. Only place that I gotta be is at the show on the first team. The KL only on 95.5 KLAQ. We're going to get a look at today in sound clips. We got that standing by. And we still have our contest going on every day. Three chances for you to get registered to fly to Denver, Colorado, where you and a guest will check out Iron Maiden. It's a Rocky Mountains rockout with Iron Maiden and KLAQ and BMG Music. Want to send you, you and your guest will fly. You'll have hotel accommodations, tickets to the show, and five hundred dollars spending cash. We give out special code words three times a day at approximately fifteen minutes past the hour, ten a.m. So ten fifteen, two fifteen p.m. and five fifteen p.m. When you catch one of those code words, just tap the Rocky Mountain Maiden button on the KLAQ mobile app. So this contest does involve the mobile app. It's free download, and you can get the mobile app on your iPhone through the App Store. You can get it on your Android through the Google Play Store. So the more codes you're able to catch and enter, the more you're registered to win. It's all brought to you by the new Earl of Sandwich, the sandwich that started it all, now open with their very first location in El Paso at 3581 North Zaragoza. Listen for those code words around 1015 a.m., 215 p.m., and 515 p.m. Enter them on the KLAQ mobile app, and you could be flying off to Denver with a guest for an expense-paid trip to see Iron Maiden in the Mile High City. And now, today in Sound Clips. All of the day's news with accompanying sound bites and actualities. We have a lot of news to get to today, so let's talk about, uh, first of all, the Inflation Reduction Act. The Senate on Sunday passed the Inflation Reduction Act in a party-line vote. Vice President Kamala Harris casting the tie-breaking vote and handing a victory to the Democrats and the Biden administration. After the vote, Senate Majority Leader Chuck Schumer told reporters at the Capitol the bill is a turning point in protecting the climate. The Senate has now passed the most significant bill to fight the climate crisis ever. And it's going to make a difference to my grandkids. 
A little more of Chuck Schumer talking about the Inflation Reduction Act, and uh, he spoke to reporters at the Capitol after the vote yesterday. I am really confident that the Inflation Reduction Act will endure as one of the defining feats of the 21st century. Mm-hmm. Are you guys uh, familiar with the policy where for, for months now, uh, Greg Abbott has been having... Asylum seekers shipped off to New mm-hmm. York City and Washington D.C. Um, I, th- I I want to be real clear about this: these aren't illegal immigrants; these are people coming to a, uh, claim asylum. Now, are there are there claims for asylum bona fide? I don't know. That's kind of what you have to go through the thing. That's, for. Well, that's why they have asylum courts. That's why they have asylum courts, but they but can't also, handle. Also, you have yeah, yes, you have to say that that the backlog of asylum seekers is so great that they are unable to even get through. I think you know it's still, they're still at like two years ago. Probably now, you, you might be wondering, well, well, why why do we do this? Well, it's not only a matter of U.S. law, but it's also international law. About the treatment of asylum seekers. Uh, so these are asylum seekers, and now we're hearing from the mayor of New York City and the immigration coordinator for New York City saying that a lot of people are getting on the bus and they did not know they were being sent to New York City. So I was reading a similar thing about people being bused to Washington, D.C., yeah. and that they were getting off with. Really, they had no idea that uh, that, that was going to be their their stop. They did say though that a lot of these people were like, "Well, our final destination is somewhere on that side of the coast, anyway." So their final destination might be Boston, Boston, or New York, or you know, or Greensboro, North, you know, wherever they're. They were like, "Might as got, well." They've got family; they might as well get that far. So, really, for some of them, they're getting a free bus ride. Mm-hmm. Fourteen migrants from Texas via. Via Texas, we should say. The bus left from Texas arrived at New York City's bus station on Sunday as part of Governor Greg Abbott's plan to send migrants from his state to so-called sanctuary cities. So this, the whole thing is, uh, here, we're going to hand these people over. You want to be a sanctuary city? Here's here's what it feels like. Devil's advocate? Yeah. Not too upset with this plan. No, I read a quote from a, a, a advocate agent, agency or uh, association or group that was in Washington D.C. and they were saying we're trying to help. You know, you know the ones that we have here that help the migrants come over and stuff. They give them blankets, to yeah, shelter, yeah, the, um, uh, humanitarian, uh, humanitarian. Sure. We we have a, the big one here though. Yeah, the uh, what is Can't it called? Annunciation House. That's what it right. is. Right. Yep. So th- there was somebody uh, speaking for an organization like that in Washington D.C. and they're like, "We're not a border town. We don't have these. Re- we don't know what they need. We don't have these resources available." And I was like, "Oh, so you expect? Do you just expect border towns to be able to?" Do all this? Well, I think that's part of the point. If you were to get down to the nitty gritty with Greg Abbott, is well, they don't understand. They don't the strain right, the strain yeah. on our resources. So we're going to send some of Texas, them. So maybe yeah. they can finally understand yeah. what it's like. And, to well, and they have been saying. I mean, the D.C. mayor, I think, said that they were yeah. overwhelmed. Right? Muriel Bowser said we're overwhelmed. Our system it. is overwhelmed because it's not used to this. Well, yeah, that's our systems are overwhelmed on the border. All right, so I've got a I've got a sound clip with this since it is today in sound clips. Greg Abbott claims that Texas can't handle the influx and that cities uh, that say they can should take the burden off of Texas. Yeah. So that's why he's sending them to New York and 
Washington, D.C. But New York City Mayor Eric Adams says the migrants who are coming to his city are being forced onto the buses without warning or knowledge of where they're going. Eric Adams also says Texas officials aren't in touch with anyone. They're not coordinating in any way. They're just sending a bus with no advance warning to New York City. They're not letting us know what time the buses are leaving. They're not letting us know uh, what are the needs of the people on the bus. They're not giving us any information. So we're unable to really provide the service to people en route. And we would like to get that information. At the end of the day, it really is these people who are going to be suffering. I, even though I understand yeah. that they're making a point that the people in te- like Governor Abbott's making a point, like it, immigration is a real not just immigration, but you know asylum seekers and and the uh, overload of our system is real a real problem. It's going to be these people who who suffer because they're just showing up. They're they're just kind of pieces in the game. They're pieces in the game of chess, literal pe- you know human chess pieces. Pawns, Pawns. is a great. Game of life. Not even that's a that's too grand a metaphor for what is really happening. There are pawns between Abbott. Yeah, and, I'm going to use this person to make a political point, right? And I don't care. And I'm literally going to move, move them, them like you would a pawn. Uh, if there's any doubt that the Republican Party is the party of Donald Trump, the Republican Party, as we know, it doesn't doesn't really exist anymore. It's the party of Trump. CPAC, the uh, conservative political action uh, conference was over the weekend in Dallas. Former President Trump hints at a 2024 presidential run. America's comeback begins this November and it will continue onward with the unstoppable momentum that we're going to develop on November 2024, because that's going to be, that's the big one. Yeah, so Ugh. you can hear the crowd already. Oh, he's he's tap dancing around it a little bit. Um, and it sounds like, just listen to the reaction from the crowd at CPAC, uh, full-on election denial from the 2020 election. But I ran twice, I won twice. And did much better the second time than I did the first, getting millions and millions of more votes. He did not. Uh, yeah, that's, that's, loser. Not, that's not true. What a loser. Okay. What a sore loser. We just have a whole thing we had to watch in the Senate about this. Forced about to watch what? all these interviews about oh, how the, that that's not true. Oh, the uh, House, the January 6th committee, yeah. The House, yeah. And I would just say to people who are still thinking, well, you know, maybe Trump's still the guy to lead us. Do you want a guy who wants to be a dictator? Because that's really what he wants to do. And he even says here he wants Congress to give the the president even more power. But listen to what the reason he gives for wanting more power as president. Congress should pass groundbreaking reform, empowering the president to ensure that any federal employee who is corrupt incompetent or unnecessary for the job can be told you're fired you ever hear that you're fired oh, you ever God. hear that you're fired how about this one sit on it potsy have you ever heard that one <laughs> that one used to be on tv you ever hear that one and uh trump says we should get rid of the department of education because that's sure in keeping with the uh <laughs> with the climate of the times and if federal bureaucrats are going to push this radicalism we should abolish the Department of Education. There you go. Texas, the Republican Party, and let's get rid of education. I couldn't have hit it more on the nose if I'd tried myself. 
And uh, Bill Maher on his show on Friday, tell me what you think of this. We can bring this back up later. He basically started talking about fat acceptance. Okay. You know, and he said, if you're one of these people putting pushing fat acceptance mm. or this healthy at any weight. Right, right. According to Bill Maher, you got blood on your hands because, well, he doesn't think people should be fat. Now the term body positivity is used to mean I'm perfect the way I am because I'm me. Of course you can get away with anything bad for you when you're young, but let me ask you this. Have you ever seen a fat 90-year-old? <laughs> Scary, isn't it? Healthy at any weight is an unchallenged lie that people tell themselves so they can go on eating whatever they want, which is fine. I've done many. Flepperin and pour some sugar on me. 95.5 KLAQ. And we're just about to get into the Mosho Calendar Daily Almanac of Events. And Joanna's going to have Entertainment Hollywood News headed our way. Woo! Hey, Joanna, are you going to do the story? Uh, okay, so there's some static about James Franco being cast to play Fidel Oh, I've heard about this. He's not even Hispanic. Right, oh, and right. Oh, I forget the other actor's name. John Leguizamo is upset. He's very upset. That non-Latino... James Franco was cast to play Fidel Castro. You know what's interesting about that is uh, I was just watching Once Upon a Time in Mexico last night. And do you know who... um, Walton Goggins. No. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, The guy who played uh, the Green Goblin in uh, Spider-Man. The original. Willem Willem Dafoe. Willem Dafoe plays General Marquez the Mexican antagonist of the film. I gotta tell you, but they even cut, they make him look brown. And oh, they do brown they do face? Brown they face. do brown mm. face on him. They give him a mustache. A big droopy Zapata-like And mustache. then like a, no, no, not a droopy <laughs> Zapata-like mustache. And then like a gap in his teeth. And then he, he, oh, he kind of has a gap in his then teeth. Then he speaks Spanish. Oh, so that wasn't part of the movie. Uh, okay. I think he just has that. But if you were to if I were a casting director and it was down to John Leguizamo or James Franco, I would give the edge as far as looking the most like Castro to James Franco. <laughs> I mean, he's not a dead ringer, but John Le- Leguizamo doesn't. I mean, just because you're, I think part of the job of an actor is you play different people that you're not. You know, that's the whole point <laughs> yeah, of it. That's right? the whole God. point. I know it's weird. <laughs> Willem Dafoe looks like one of my uncles. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that is the job of an actor, but a lot of times they give white people, like for example, Avatar The Last Airbender. There was a huge backlash because it's an Asian kind of movie. It was supposed to be with Asian people, really. I was honestly picturing the eight foot tall blue people no, when you no, said no, Avatar no. I, The I said, Last. <laughs> I was like, wait a minute, right. did you want him to actually cast 10 foot tall blue people? I said Avatar <laughs> The Last Airbender. Where, where was... How rude that they didn't listening. find you just the real Avatar. After Avatar, Avatar right? Because yeah. then my brain was trying to figure out... He just stopped listening. Yeah. He, saw, he heard Avatar. And How just, rude the, they didn't find the real... So whitewashing <laughs> is a real thing. You know? that Whitewashing is a real thing. Uh... Sean Penn playing Harvey Milk. I know he says he regrets even... Why? Because he's not gay? Yeah. So a gay actor has to play a gay person. Well, Can a gay actor play a straight? Can a gay actor play well, a straight Well, now you do person? get into those questions. Right. Of, is, I mean, it's a legitimate question, yeah. right? I, yeah. Well, I mean, it's like 
I mean, whitewashing is, is one thing, right. but you know, it's called someone acting. playing a role that may, <laughs> also, might not be the exact replica people, of the role. I mean, is one another thing, you know? Mm-hmm. Are a lot of people running to play the role of Fidel Castro? <laughs> right. <laughs> Latinos is this, Latino actors. Is this the role you want to fight over? I mean, wait till they make a Che movie. This least. is not. Right. <laughs> <laughs> this is not the San Juan Hill we want to die on. <laughs> nice. Bravo. The whole Very thing, witty. Though, Thank you. <laughs> the whole thing is the movie's about the daughter. Yeah, Castro's daughter, who I think it was, he had one daughter who immigrated to the United States, who like left communist Cuba. Oh, that's interesting. That's, yeah. that's the so, storyline then. Huh? Yeah, they should cast he, her. He's not even and, the star? He's not the star of it, no. And Castro's daughter, who the movie's about, likes the casting. Yeah, so. she's okay with it. I like Gianfranco. I well, mean, I think that's all that matters, good, right? You want to be respectful the, the, to who cares right. stuff like that, you know? He was good in Disaster Artist. I'm trying to think of roles that John Leguizamo played, and really none of it's like, oh, you've got to be a Latino to play this, you know? Right. I'm, wasn't he in Carlito's Way? Pretty sure he was I've never seen Carlito's Way. Oh, my God, dude. No. What's wrong yeah, with you? I've seen Spawn, though. Spawn. He plays an evil space clown. That's taking a job away from I'm... an evil space clown. <laughs> Hell yeah. Right. And he's not That's a great. space clown. I made, didn't I make you watch Spawn? I you had made him watch it. No, but recently. Like, we watched it last summer or something. Yeah, but I, Adorable. I, I saw Spawn when it came out. The, oh, I saw it with one of the stars, one of the... Minor characters, actors on X Files. That's funny because we just had David Duchovny yeah. last week. <laughs> Do you know the three dudes that would sometimes the lone gunman that would help Mulder solve mysteries? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Dean Haglund played one of them, and he was a stand-up comic. So we actually, I remember going to see Spawn with Dean Haglund. Dean Haglund from from X Files. Uh, let's go ahead. <laughs> what did John Leguizamo do in Romeo and Juliet? Now I gotta click on. The- oh yeah, well that's the one with um, Leonardo, DiCaprio. Leonardo DiCaprio. Tybalt. Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, none of those people are Italian, right? <laughs> right. Paul Rudd isn't. Yeah. None, right, of, none yeah. of those people are Italian. Romeo and Juliet are supposed to be in Verona. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Should be having all Italian cast, right? <laughs> yeah. Okay, but if we had a movie like Crazy Rich Asians, would you cast anybody else except Asians? No, I mean if it if if part of the role is. Like crazy rich Asians, yeah, you want to have Asian people playing the Asians, but I think there's a there's a little more room for somebody like Castro. By the way, again, really, do we want to fight to see who's right. going to get to play Castro? <laughs> this is the one that everyone's fighting for. They hired James Franco to be Richard Ramirez. <laughs> what? Right. They're taking that away from a Hispanic actor who could from be from an actual Hispanic. He kind of looks like Richard Ramirez. Who Franco does? Yeah. Okay. Don't don't say that. I. It looks like we're up against a break unless we have extra time, Joanna. No, we don't. We don't. <laughs> I'm glad that you're keeping your eye on that clock. Then I'll tell you what we'll do. We'll take this break. Do it. And then we'll have the Mosho calendar. It's pickleball. Day. Do you know what pickleball is? Oh, oh yeah, pickleball. you've never heard of pickleball. Oh, pickleball. It's a tennis new thing. for midgets. <laughs> tennis for people that don't like to move as much. Okay, little people. Old people. I forgot. Sorry, it's a trend. We're gonna take a break. 
And uh, today's National Pickleball Day. My brother's really, really into My it. My mom, too. Yeah. She's yeah. so into it. Plays a lot with his pickle? He plays pickleball. <laughs> it's hard to get court time. And the ball. <laughs> and the ball. It's hard to hit a ball that looks like a pickle. Uh, yeah. <gasps> Does it look like a pickle? No. <laughs> oh. That would be better, It though, doesn't bounce the same way. <laughs> That's the whole point of the game. Can you imagine just a classic, <laughs> like one of those erasers that looks like a pickle, and you're out there playing with that? That would be a terrible game. It would be hard. <laughs> All right, let's take a break. We'll come back with Mo Show Calendar, find out more about Pickleball Day, and more on the way right after this. I'm Daniel Paulus, and whether you're wrapping up your... Monday morning, Joanna has Hollywood news, entertainment notes. Coming up, we are going to find out more about the possibly the biggest breakup of our lives. Kim Kardashian <laughs> and Pete Davidson have uh, called it quits. If there's no hope for Pete and Kim, what hope is there for any of us? So you're saying she's available. I'm saying he's available. Mm. <laughs> Oh, Joanna, the yeah. Gathering of the Juggalos was over the weekend. <gasps> I got, I got, we missed Gathering of the Juggalos? I can send you a picture that has, like, hundreds of photos from this year's Gathering Hell of yeah. the jug Juggalos. Now, do any of them look like that one tutorial that I did as a juggalette? <laughs> Bringing that back. In a way, all of them do. <laughs> <laughs> There's different elements in all of them. Yeah. <gasps> Gathering of the Juggalos. Wait a minute. Yeah, there's Joanna right there, right? I am. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what, tell me what you know about the Gathering of the Juggalos. What happens? It is like the Comic Con, but for fans of Insane Clown. It just has pork chops. What? Yeah, Where? look, they've got vendors there. It's just like you can come up and buy a pork chop. <laughs> they call so it crack wait. on a stick. <laughs> <laughs> okay, you were telling you were giving us the breakdown of uh, gathering of the juggalos. And so the fan base of Insane Clown Posse are called juggalos and are insane or juggalettes, and they all gather at this one <laughs> festival, and it's just amazing. We were discussing. Do Little they juggalos? Do they have? Do they have the <laughs> gathering at the same place, or I does think it move they all have over it the, in the same place? Right. So from 2014 to now, it's in Legend Valley, Ohio, Oklahoma City, oh God. Springville, and Crystal Forest. Wait a minute. So they do multiple gatherings of the Juggalos, or that those are just the places that it's been? Just the places that it's been. Okay, so they really do only have one a year. Yeah. Wow. I got to tell you. I love it. <laughs> it's almost like, it looks like it could be a carnival worker convention, too, in a way. <laughs> yeah. Come to CarniCon. <laughs> but I have to play... CarniCon. Carney Welcome to CarniCon. Right. <laughs> I have to play this one song by Insane Clown Posse. He's got the funniest lyric. <gasps> in the is it world. the magnets? Yeah, the magnets. I, I see miracles all around me. Stop and look around. It's all astounding. Water, fire, air, and dirt. Fucking magnets. How, How do they, they work? And I don't want to talk to a scientist. Y'all motherfuckers lying and getting me pissed. <laughs> I bet a scientist would be a good right. person to talk to His about the magnet mystery, argument. right? Yeah. <laughs> magnets, how do they work? But I don't want to hear from a scientist. scientist. Well, I think I've detected the problem, Violent J. <laughs> <laughs> Let's all give each other Juggalo and Juggalette names. 
What are the names? I don't know, but I feel like they have fun names. Like what? I don't know their names, Nico. <laughs> Insane. Uh, what vi- is the Violent J and Shaggy Two Dope. Shaggy Two Dope. And oh, John nice. Kick Jazz. Ooh. Oh, we wait, wait. Is Violent J still in the band? Yes. Oh, okay. Violent J, Shaggy Two Dope, John Kick Jazz. I see miracles all around me. Stop and look around, it's all astounding. Water, fire, air, and dirt. F***ing magnets, how do they work? And I don't want to talk to a scientist. Y'all motherfuckers lying and getting me pissed. Solar eclipse and vicious weather. 15,000 juggalos together. And I love my mom for giving me this time on this planet. Take nothing for granted. I seen a caterpillar turn into a butterfly. Yeah. Beautiful. Really well thought out. <laughs> this is kind of a serious note here. Uh, Albuquerque police say they think they have a serial killer that's targeting Muslim men. What? The fourth yeah, Muslim man in Al- has been killed in the just the last nine months alone in Albuquerque. Police say it may be linked to an ambush shooting of three Muslim men over the past nine months. Uh, police said Saturday was the latest victim. He was a Muslim man from South Asia. The man whose identity has not yet been confirmed was found dead after police received a call about a shooting. Police confirmed that local detectives and federal law enforcement officers are looking for possible ties among the separate crimes. How many people did they say? How many? Four over the past nine months. And Four. they all have in common that they're, they're Muslim men, so they think... There might be some kind of link going on between all these. And they did put out a, I saw yesterday, they put out a warning saying, hey, the Muslim community needs to be aware there might be some psycho uh, or someone targeting uh, Muslim men in Albuquerque. Let's go ahead and get to our Mo Show calendar and daily almanac of events. Find out what's happening for today, August the 8th, International Cat Day. Uh, today is. International Cat Day, Joanna. <laughs> oh, she can't hear you. Today's International Female Orgasm Day. Well, I guess that's like Bigfoot or Loch Ness Monster. We know that doesn't we know, exist, yeah, right? That doesn't, and only, or once a year. <laughs> Today's National CBD Day. Yep, CBD. When you live in a state that doesn't have weed, there's always CBD. <laughs> Joanna. It's International Cat Day. Oh, it is? Yeah. And International Female Orgasm Day. It only comes once a year. Oh, my God. It's my day. <laughs> this is yeah, it, this is guys. a big day for <laughs> I was like, oh, my gosh. <laughs> like, how can we make this? Yeah. How, this my how can we do this? I'll find a way to do it. If, did it. if it's low class <laughs> or crass, I, I'll definitely find a way to work it in. <laughs> Today's National Fried Chicken and Waffles Day. Mm. Have you guys ever had fried chicken and waffles at the same time? Um, yes. It's yeah. Specifically Roscoe's. Delicious. Yeah. Hell yeah. Mm-mm. Mm. Making me hungry right yeah. now. Yeah. <laughs> I thank God I didn't go my whole life without knowing that if you put these two things together, they're freaking delicious. <laughs> <laughs> fried chicken and waffle day. Uh, also, it is pickleball day. Sean, oh, right. I was going to Google what that is. Singer Sean Mendez is 24 today. And a couple of boy band uh, legends 
are having birthdays today. J.C. Chazé from hey. NSYNC is 46. Mm. Is and that your favorite, bye, bye, Joanna? Bye. No, I wasn't an NSYNC. Oh, you were a back. Oh, I was a backstreet boy. And Drew Lachey from 98 Degrees also turns 46 today. Also, Nick Lachey's brother. Creed lead singer... I'm Scott Stapp. I'm Scott Stapp. Scott Stapp is 49 today. Aw, happy birthday, Scott Stapp. I wonder if we could do a Scott Stapp happy birthday. Happy birthday to me. I'm Scott Stapp. I'm Scott Stapp. I am Scott Stapp. <laughs> Poison drummer Ricky Rocket is 61 years old That's today. Cool it's not his real name. Oh, never mind. It's Ronnie Rocket. <laughs> It's Richard Rocket. <laughs> Today is a birthday for U2's The Edge, lead guitarist. That's a cool U2. name. What are you going to call yourself? The Edge. Edge. <laughs> this is me brother, The Brink. <laughs> me sister, The Verge. <laughs> I'm speaking in an Irish accent because I'm The Edge from U2. Happy 61st birthday to The Edge. Inside Edition anchor Deborah Norville is having a birthday today. She's 64. And Donnie Most, who played Ralph Mouth on oh. Happy Days, nice. is 69 today. And let me just say this and see if it sounds right to you. Academy Award winner Dustin Hoffman? <laughs> Has Dustin Hoffman ever won an Academy Award? Yeah, he had to. Marathon Man? Or... Marathon Man. Or maybe Rain Man? Did he win for Rain Man? Marathon Man is the one with Arnold Schwarzenegger. No, no, that's The Running Man. Oh. Marathon Man was the movie with Dustin Hoffman. (laughs) The Graduate, possibly? John, will you look up... I'm going to find out. Is Dustin Hoffman an Academy Award winner? Academy Award winner in 1989... Best actor. Probably Rain Man, then. Yeah, probably Rain Man. Yeah. Uh, He's won two Academy Awards. Oh, boy. What was the other one? Kramer versus Kramer. Kramer versus Kramer. And Rain Man. Five minutes to Wapner. Definitely. Definitely Judge Wapner. I get my underwear at Kmart. (laughs) God, there are some people I know that I want to take them to Las Vegas. Throw a bunch of toothpicks on the ground, see if they can count them automatically. (laughs) This date in history, 48 years ago, President Richard Nixon announced he would resign following new damaging revelations in the Watergate scandal. 1974. Back then, you could actually, like a scandal could actually harm you in some way. (laughs) (laughs) And today is... Pickleball day. So pickleball, I saw it on TV for the first time, and they had like a real court. So it's if you shrunk a tennis court down a couple of sizes, I mean, it's smaller, and you play it with a paddle instead of a racket. Well, you you say your mom plays, right? Oh, yeah, yeah. She's a t- pickleball. I mean, what, every week they play it. And do they play on like a converted tennis court or yes. do they actually have a, a pickleball? Because when I saw it on TV, they had the the whole thing was made as a pickleball court. I, I think they probably have the pickleball courts at the Y or something, but they play just in a tennis court. I think you can play it in it, a tennis Isn't it court. just tennis, but smaller? Smaller. As far smaller. as I can tell, my brother's really, really into yeah. it. In fact, that's what I got him. I got him like a gift card for this place called Chicken. Chicken pickle, <laughs> and he, 
they, their specialty is chicken, and you can also <laughs> play pickleball while you eat the chicken. Oh, well, here's a song uh, that came out recently. If you're not aware, pickleball has kind of been coming on strong here for, I want to say, the last five, six years. Yeah. Really becoming popular. How long would you say your mother's been you playing sh- pickleball? Uh, she's been playing it about two the two or three years. Right, right. Yeah, not quite five. Probably about two. Yeah, let me introduce you to this thing called pickleball, where you use these paddles and an oversized ripple If you've never played, you think that pickleball just pickleball. Once you start playing it, it's highly enjoyable. <laughs> I just hit the winner. Okay, time for a confessional. I am really good at this. I could be a professional. I'ma bring a tribe back because the highlights are phenomenal. I bet we look just like Federer and Rafael Nadal. Yeah, nothing beats pickleball. I'm sick of all the sports where you gotta throw or kick a ball. There are lots of rules, and at first they're inexplicable. But there's always someone there who really likes to list them all. In this case, it's my wife. Yeah, she used to be chill, but to her, pickleball's now a really big deal. If you play, you better watch out. Because if we win a point, we're gonna shout. Come on! Pickleball, yeah. Yeah, we should join a team. Pickleball, Insane clown I was just about to <laughs> I thought we were doing the magnets. How the f did they work? I didn't know they did a picket a, a, a pickleball pickle cover. <laughs> Let's take a break. We've got entertainment and Hollywood news with Joanna Barba on the way next on the Buzz Adams Morning Show. Cinco de Mayo, May the fifth. I found some more information about pickleball. Today is National Pickleball Day. This is only the second year that National Pickleball Day has been celebrated. Uh, It says here in this article that I found that pickleball is a blend of tennis, badminton, and ping pong. Badminton? Yeah, badminton. (laughs) I love that sport. Uh, you serve underhanded. Popular with people of all ages, a lot of older folks especially. Most popular among seniors because it requires a lot less athleticism, or as I call it, pointless running around. <laughs> uh, it's also a social sport. You can play it casually or competitive. Megan, you said your mom plays. Would you say she plays casually or competitive? I would say casually, yeah. probably. But maybe some days get a little competitive. But, but she doesn't go to, like, tournaments. No, no. My brother's been to a tournament. Oh, really? That's, <laughs> do, do they give cash prizes for that stuff? Or? For pickleballers? I don't, I don't believe there Ooh, is. Just a trophy? A big trophy with a pickle? I, yeah, I don't think Is there a professional league? There must be, because I saw be. it being played on no. TV. I did and too there's yesterday. Also, there's also a professional cornhole tour. Do you know what cornhole yeah, is? Yeah, and I saw that. You, did you? Well, there's a guy I follow on t- uh, Those guys are freaking good. Yeah. <laughs> have you ever seen them? They're, they're yes. like, bam, 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 in the hole every time. Have you ever played cornhole? Yeah. Buzz. It's hard to get it in there. Buzz. And they drop it in without even touching the edge. Like <laughs> no, it's nothing just but net. Right. Yeah. yeah, exactly. The cornhole professionals are all geared up in sponsored shirts and everything. <laughs> <laughs> they, they have gloves. <laughs> they wear sunglasses and backwards caps. It's like they are ready. I've seen it on TV for sure. 
Um, pickleball, <laughs> it says, has been surging in popularity over the past couple of years, but it's actually been around for 57 years. Oh, wow. A former congressman from the state of Washington named Joel Pritchard invented pickleball along with a couple of friends. Legend has it they wanted to play badminton, but they didn't have any of the equipment, so they improvised, and whatever they had laying around, pickleball came out of that. Um, <laughs> now, nobody has to identify themselves, but I think there might be somebody in the room right now who would find this story interesting. Uh, it says here, young adults, that is adults under the age of 40, don't take their car in for service until the 8th world <laughs> comes up. Oh, no. <laughs> the poll served adults 40 years and younger and found that it takes an average of eight warning lights for them to take their car to the mechanic. <laughs> the poll was asked would people decide to move on and get a new vehicle. And the top response with 39% of the vote was when the upkeep gets too expensive. Uh, I thought it's when it starts smoking. Yeah, that's also on the list. Strange sounds or odors. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Uh, other people switch out vehicles when too many parts have to be replaced. And when too much of it is being held together <laughs> by tape. One in three people in this demographic, so under adults under 40, say they plan to drive their current vehicle until smoke comes out of it. I think that's what I'll do with my truck. I'll yeah. just wait until you know, the transmission falls out in the middle of the road or something. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Wait a minute. So are they saying the same light comes on eight times or eight different, different lights? lights. <laughs> and I was wondering that too. Really, Buzz? Do you know how many lights are in a car normally? Uh, you know, there's one that kind of looks like a like a thermometer. There's one that, I don't know, cars are different. There's one in mine that comes on from time to time. I could never figure it out. It's, by the eighth one, that's when you're going to get your new car. That's what they're saying. No, no. The, the one about the eighth light was when you take, take it, it to in, the mechanic. Take it service. This was oh, the eighth time you take it to a mechanic for a... Uh... No. Okay, listen <laughs> again. So in a survey of adults 40 years and younger, it takes an average of eight warning lights for them to take their car to a mechanic. Right. But yeah, I don't know sense. if that means the warning, like they went out to their car eight times. It's called the engine warning light. Yeah. Well, there's different kinds of... I mean, there are plenty of warning lights. No, there is specifically one about the engine. Yeah, and it looks like a little, like a block engine, right? Yeah, yeah that, I've had that one come on. This hour of the Buzz Adams Morning Show is brought to you by Pumping Ink Tattoo, the corner of Dyer and Moreau. They're just moments away from Fort Bliss. You can follow them on social media or at PumpingInk.com. That is PumpingInk.com. Time to get into our Hollywood news and notes from... Around the world of entertainment, here is Joanna Barba. Good morning, Joanna. Hey, good morning. Giancarlo Esposito could be heading to the MCU. The 64-year-old actor addressed the possibility during a Friday appearance at TJH's Superhero Car Show and Comic-Con in San Antonio. While taking several audience questions, Esposito was asked about his rumored role in Marvel's X-Men reboot. Uh... Which is expected to arrive in phase six or seven. Would he be the new Professor Professor X X. or the new Magneto? Uh, Because he usually plays the bad guy. Would you like to? Would you like to hear directly from 
Mr. Esposito. Oh, hell yeah, I would. from <laughs> Dr. Freeze. Victor Freeze from B- that, Batman. That's not Marvel. That's I not know. Marvel. That's why they said, you probably meant Dr. Doom. Oh, is that what oh, yeah. okay. He said Dr. Freeze, and then yeah. they were like, we can sniff a phony from a mile away. We're nerds. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Dr. Freeze, but he meant Dr. Doom. Yeah, probably. Okay. Marvel's X-Men reboot is expected to arrive in phase six or seven. What phase are we in now? Yeah, man. I Four? Four. Yeah. All right. Are we in phase three? I'll, I'll look that up. We'll figure it out. Top Gun Maverick has toppled Titanic as the seventh biggest film ever at the domestic box office, earning $662 million in ticket sales. Whoa. For Paramount, Top Gun Maverick has also overtaken Titanic as the studio's biggest film in its 110-year history. However, James Cameron's disaster epic is still outpacing Tom Cruise's fighter jet adventure outside of North America with $1.5 billion at the international box office and $2.2 billion globally. One person who's a huge fan of Top Gun Maverick, that would be Mr. Quentin Tarantino, who isn't holding back his feelings about the year's biggest blockbuster any longer. Appearing with his Pulp Fiction co-writer Roger Avery on the Real Blend podcast last week, the two-time Academy Award winner said that he doesn't typically speak about other filmmakers' work publicly, but he is making an exception this time. Okay, normally I don't talk about new movies uh, 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 that much because uh, then I'm only only forced to say good things, all right? Or else I'm slamming some dude, you know? Yeah, I don't want to do that. All right, uh, but in this case, no, I love Top Gun, I, the Maverick movie. I thought it was fantastic. I saw it in theaters. It was that and Spielberg's West Side Story. Oh, both oh. provided a true cinematic spectacle. Ah. Uh, He didn't bring up the movie that Quentin Tarantino was in where he talks about how Top Gun is all uh, all about Maverick coming out of the closet Uh and turning to the gay side, which was represented by his his Top Gun bros. Was that in Pulp Fiction? No, no, that's in... Oh, my God. Changing Rooms or... To hear it. it is a story about a man's struggle with his own homosexuality. That's it. That is what Top Gun is about, man. You've got Maverick, all right? He's on the edge, man. He's right on the line, all right? And you've got Iceman and all his crew. Right. They're gay. And they, are, they represent the gay man, right. all right? And they're saying, go, 
go the gay way. Go the gay way. He could go both ways. But not Kelly McGillis, right? Kelly McGillis, she's, she's, she's heterosexuality. She's saying, no, 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 no. Go the normal way. Play by the rules. Go the normal way. And they're saying, no, go the gay way. Be the gay way. Go for the gay way. All right? That is what's going on throughout that whole movie. He goes to her house, right? All right? It looks like they're going to have sex. You know, they're just kind of sitting back. He's taking a shower and everything. They don't have sex. He gets up. Next thing you see her, she's in the elevator. She is dressed like a guy. She's got the, the cap on. She's got the uh, aviator class. She's, she's wearing the same jacket that the Iceman wears. She is, okay, this is how I got to get this guy. This guy's going towards the gateway. So I got to bring him back. I got to bring him back from the gateway. So I'm going to do that through subterfuge. I'm going to dress like a man. All right? That is how she, he, she approaches it. Right. Okay. But the real ending of the movie is when they fight the medics at the end. All right? Because he has passed over into the gateway. They are this gay fighting force. All right? And they're beating the Russians. The gays are beating the Russians. All right? And it's over. And they f***ing land. And Iceman has been trying to get Maverick the entire time. Finally, he's got him. All right? And what is the last line that they have together all hugging and kissing and happy with each other and ice comes at the maverick and he says man you can ride my tail in yes. time all right not bad those are some very good points also 1994's sleep with me is sleep with is. me that's what it was nice. <laughs> i was watching uh you can if any movie that casts Tarantino as an actor that's not a Tarantino movie is a terrible movie. <laughs> I was just I was just going to give you a good example. Yesterday I'm watching Desperado, and all of a sudden Quentin Tarantino and some um, Mexican man with te- not teeth without teeth comes walking into a bar, and they they talk to Cheech Marin. Do you know that scene? Have you seen Desperado? I like how you were yeah. having a theme over there. You watched Once Upon a Time in Mexico, Desperado. I'm not going to lie. They came on once, one after another. Somebody's... I'm on Pluto TV right now. Right. I, I, don't, I, I don't have money for real stuff on TMC or something. <laughs> <laughs> Absence makes the heart grow fonder, and that is the same. The same is true for Benefer. With Ben Affleck returning to Los Angeles and Jennifer Lopez staying in Europe after their honeymoon, sources close to the couple have revealed that the A-list couple are completely okay with time apart to focus on different projects, and it even makes their love so much stronger. An insider close to J-Lo revealed that the two stars both know exactly what the demands of their careers are and that they think the time away from each other helps their relationship. Even though they may not physically be in the same place, the source explained that they still talk a lot, and when they see each other, again, it'll only be sweeter. After tying the knot and surprise ceremony in Vegas, Ben and Jennifer had a romantic honeymoon and family trip to Paris. While the couple had plenty of fun on the trip and enjoyed lots of quality time with their kids, Ben did end up flying back to LA where he was seen on the set of Aquaman 2. J-Lo opted to stay in Europe a little bit while, a little longer while enjoying some time with her kids. See, this story about Ben, Affleck, and J-Lo came out on Friday, which mm-hmm. was the same day of the Pete and Kim. Mm. And I think everybody took that to mean they're already getting divorced. Yeah. I for sure thought the same. Right. Mm-hmm. Just because you conflate the two things. Mm-hmm. And it's also an odd story. Yeah, we're gonna, I mean, they we're just gonna got spend some time apart. Yes. Yeah, we just got back just from our honeymoon. Uh, Guess what? I'm sick of her. <laughs> right. Or I'm sick of him, whichever. We're sick of each other. Right. We need time apart. Well, finally, as you may have already heard by now, Kim Kardashian and Pete Davidson have called it cool. No! And as usual, the anonymous sources are telling everybody why it happened. 
and it all had to do with the age difference. Mm. Pete is 28, and Kim is a 41 with four kids, so they're in different places. Yeah, seriously. The anonymous source said, quote, Pete is totally spontaneous and impulsive and wants her to fly to New York or wherever he is on at a moment's notice. Obviously, Kim can't do that. Also, Kanye has reportedly been making things hard on Kim, oh. on purpose, of course, because that's who he is, and said, quote, when Kim is with someone else, Kanye can cause problems with the kids. He tries to divide and conquer. He can't help it. Also, I want everyone to go to Kanye's Instagram and see what his one post is. Oh, if you didn't know this, Buzz, for Instagram, Kanye will put up an Instagram. He only has one on there right. at any time, and then he'll delete it. And then when he wants to make a new one, you know how most Instagrams, you just keep everything. You don't have to, you don't even know no, what I'm really talking about at this point. No, okay. He doesn't get it. But on, on he Facebook, only has one post, Buzz. Yeah, he never has more than one post, like on Facebook. And everyone go look at oh the one Oh my that gosh. <laughs> Megan, please tell us what Kanye's it, one post it's is. It's the New York Times and it's a headline that says, Skeet Davidson, dead at age 28. <laughs> Classy Kanye. You win, Kanye. You win in the end. <laughs> Remember when Kim was like, ah, oh, Pete, he just, he asks me to go to a gas station and get ice cream. And I'm like, oh, nothing made me more horny. Like, that's like what she was talking about publicly about him. Really? Yeah, that does was that, her. Does that work on him? like, he's such a normie and it really Oh, he wanted to go on. to the gas station and get some ice cream. Oh, I was True. like, Pete, Mika, I you, love you. you. I say that we make Megan do our Kim Kardashian voices for now. <laughs> right. Yeah, you're the official oh. Kim Kardashian right, voice. I'll, 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 I'll work on it a little no, bit Nico, tonight. work on your Skeet Davidson. I'm the Pete <laughs> Davidson of El Paso, I think. <laughs> Who's your Kim Pete Davidson is successful okay. with ladies. Uh, Estella Casas. <laughs> That's a good choice. <laughs> you know, I would say Pete's never going to do better than Kim Kardashian, but he, but he might. He probably will. Yeah, every sure. time. I mean, and the Queen of England is available. His history. Yeah, yeah, right. Yeah, she's a winner. Might as well be the Queen. His history so far is good. Though. Who is the next hot one that Pete is going to get? We'll find out. With your entertainment news, I'm Joanna Barba. I called Pete's number. You called me from the <laughs> in your hotel. You want to get married? No. Over three. <laughs> Thank you for never giving up on me or judging me for believing in me and allowing me to have a place that like, I could call home and put the memories that'll last oh a lifetime. <laughs> This is the Buzz Adams Morning Show. 1,500. The Buzz Adams Morning Show. This hour of the Buzz Adams Morning Show is brought to you by Pumping Ink Tattoo. Pumping Ink Tattoo, corner of Dyer and Monroe, just moments away from Fort Bliss. You can find them on social media or PumpingInkTattoo.com. All right, we've got uh, neckline calls from over the weekend. I want to get to those within the next, uh, you know, hour. Megan McCormick has our news headlines coming up in just a few minutes. We'll be checking those. 
And uh, we got a couple of, I'm going to call these culture war stories. <laughs> Just one of these okay. things where it's like, uh, you're, you've gone woke. No, you've gone woke. <laughs> Wait. No, you've gone woke. Why, why is a vegan meat patty woke? What? You're going to go broke being woke. <laughs> so, got a couple of these. Uh, Joanny, do you want to give us a lowdown on how Cracker Barrel mm-hmm. ended up in this woke versus anti-woke war? Sure. Cracker Barrel. Woke, really. Cracker Barrel. They've got Statler Brothers CDs on sale in Cracker Barrel, okay? <laughs> They've got Oak Ridge Boys, Reba McIntyre's Greatest yeah. Hit, and Statler Brothers and then at Cracker got, Barrel. Then There's the no way they're... ass rocking chairs outside. Yes, so. yes. <laughs> Available and for purchase. If True. You, <laughs> if you've got to wait for a table, it, you can sit outside on the patio and play chess. And, and whittle rock some it wood. And whittle some wood. <laughs> Well, many are asking, is the Cracker Barrel menu getting woke? Meat eaters are so upset over the addition of impossible sausage to the Cracker Barrel menu. How dare they? They're serving plant-based sausage, and meat eaters are not okay with it. Mm -mm. And that's basically the whole story. They've just said, hey, experience this out-of-world flavor of impossible sausage made from plants next time you build your own breakfast. And people are like, and people are posting. like, you've just lost a customer. Well, you just lost and your not business. In a billion years, am I eating this? And now customers are threatening to boycott Cracker Barrel over the new menu item. So they're being force fed, as you, you're saying, they're being force fed the fake meat as they walk in the door. Yeah, basically. Like, oh, or okay. that's what they, they order. They, they order the chicken it? fried steak, and they come out and cram impossible sausage down their throat. Do they know they don't have to order it? You don't have to order the thing, right? It's called build your own breakfast platter. (laughs) You don't have to add that to the build of your breakfast platter. Here are some comments that people (laughs) offered up. I just lost respect for a once great Tennessee company. Another person said, not going to happen. Cracker Barrel used to be so good. We look forward to eating in them, but not anymore. (laughs) Glad you looked forward okay. to eating in them. You used to serve real things. Real butter, real meat, real smiles, real good food. Real now smiles. Now you want to add in fake sausage? Bye-bye, old friend. <laughs> um, But you don't have to they order it. They still have yeah, the other stuff on the right. menu. I think that's, that's the I, point. I, I think we you're can... You're building your own breakfast I, with eggs. So it's just the that fact that they're vegan. offering it. Yes. The fact that they're just offering. How dare because you? Because we know so many vegans who have been wanting to experience Cracker Barrel. I would yeah. really love to eat at Cracker Barrel, but they just don't have any impossible meat. I'm going to fall back again on the allergy uh, topic because people have allergies to certain meats now. That's actually something Sausage. that... I mean, if my son has a beef allergy, so he couldn't eat, you know, anything with beef in it. So listen, we got a straight. He's got to eat a steak someday. <laughs> well, you know, you don't have to like vegans, but you can you can be okay with an option for maybe someone who's allergic to meat. Sometimes I just want to try it. Right? How yes. often do you go to Cracker Barrel? Cracker Barrel every once a year, like once a year. Yeah. Other Sunday. What's the longest really? you've ever? What's the longest you do you really? Your yeah. parents go every other Sunday. Why'd you say my parents? <laughs> I know you don't go to Cracker Barrel by yourself. By yourself, me and my friends. That's why he Cracker picks Barrel. up his older women dates. That's Pete Davidson. Pete Davidson of El Paso. Me and Estella go out every Sunday. 
And if you got to wait for your table, you could shop around for like licorice yeah. jelly beans and crap that nobody's wanted for over a hundred years. Uh, you can play some checkers with that thing they have there. Oh, the little golf tee. The yeah. golf tee. Oh, yeah. yes, yeah. yes. Actually, what Buy is... some candles if you want. I did go to Cracker Bowl when I was in high school. That Me and my high school friends, that's where we would go. I mean, that that wasn't unusual. Wow. Rich kids. Mm-hmm. <laughs> West, really? West Siders. We what? Westsiders. Is it a rich kid it? thing? It's pricey for a high schooler. It's pricey for me. It's the same as Denny's. Dude, no, it's not. When I was in school, in college, we would go to to this one place called Sunrise Diner because they were open all night so you could study. To the sunrise. And they would let you order one cup of coffee and, and nothing there. else. So that was the whole thing was that, hey, we're going to be there, but we're going to be in bottomless coffee. They would just keep refilling You don't it. remember in South Park, that was the stereotype for the... Uh, Goth kids, they would just go to Denny's and drink coffee, coffee. There and smoke cigarettes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm definitely going to be adding this impossible sausage to the next time I build my own breakfast. Well, here's another, and then shove it in somebody's face. Like, look, I'm eating the impossible sausage. You don't want to do that with your sausage, Joanna. Okay, <laughs> let me tell you. I will fling my sausage at who I wish. All right. You don't want to be shoving your sausage in front of anybody's face. <laughs> here's another ridiculous. You get a ticket that way. <laughs> Another ridiculous culture war story. A company that markets itself as pro-USA and made in the U.S. called Lions Not Sheep was caught literally ripping the Made in China tags off their merchandise and replacing them with fake Made in the USA tags. What great patriots. And then shipping them out. What they have to pay patriots. more than $200,000 in fines and notify their customers of what they did. Sorry about that. You know that, that great patriotic company that you bought? Uh, you know, we're lions. It's not cheap. Uh, so here, here's some of their stuff. A lot of flag motifs, oh, stars and stripes. Oh, I just got it. I just got it. Lions, not sheep. Lions, I just got not it. Sheep. I just got it. There, there's that whole connotation. Oh, I if you don't, if good. you're not into QAnon, you're a sheep or whatever. Oh, and okay. it, all the sheep will have the wool pulled over their eyes. So a lot of it has stars, stripes. I see the Statue of Liberty there. And you're almost thinking... Oh, he'll be back. A Trump thing yeah. that says he'll be back. Right when you're thinking, wait a minute, is this kind of like a Trump thing? Yep, they have a sweatshirt. It's the Trumpinator unisex pullover hoodie. And it's got a picture of Trump saying, I'll be back. And it's made in China. Uh, and it's made in China. A lot of pro-Second Amendment stuff. But, yeah, literally ripping the made in China tags off, replacing them with made in the USA tags. <laughs> Do you remember when Trump ran the first time and they were give, at the debate, they were giving him some gruff about his... Ties. I think he had a tie line, right? That was called. Yeah, all that crap was made in China. Yeah, it was all made in China, right? So they they said, uh, Mr. Trump, uh, in your recent rhetoric, you've been talking about buying only American and moving away from uh, overseas producers like China. And uh, they said, well, what do you think about your ties? The fact that they're made in China. He said, that makes me a good businessman. (laughs) That's cheaper. That makes me a better businessman. Well, that is a good art. I mean, listen. Yeah. If they, if they, yeah, if but they you save don't say, more than $200,000. But if you're, you're going to do that, you, you don't, don't say, say these were made in the USA and then change the tags on them. I mean, you're just well, I, you're just morally bankrupt. Well, but right? a lot of these same people are the, are the ones that will be like, Joe Biden's owned oh, by yeah. China. 
Uh, Joe Biden's owned by China. They, I got a, this lion's not, what is it, lion's not, lion's not sheep. They also have a extensive FJB line. Do you know what FJB oh, is? FJB. Yeah. F. Joe Biden. Oh. <laughs> F. Joe Biden. <laughs> a lot of that so stuff. Clever. What about the uh, Let's Go Brandon or whatever? They should do that. That Flags that, that they're selling, hats. That NASCAR driver that the Brandon thing, the guy Brandon, he should trademark. He, if anybody <laughs> should get the trademark, it should be that dude. Talk about good business. Well, do you know what I mean, though, Buzz? How all of the people who support this are the same people that say Joe Biden is owned by China. They, they, they're they, kind they, of owned. Like exactly. China. You're owned by China. By China right. they, they rally against China. Like, they have this huge rhetoric. That, like, just the word China will get them started. I mean, I think w- wearing apparel that says lions, not sheep, kind of is a signifier to the world that you're quite possibly a giant douchebag. And the fact that your USA shirt was made in China just underscores that, I think. I don't know. When I see lions, not sheep, I think of Twilight when (laughs) Edward tells Bella, and so the lion fell in love with the sheep. And then Bella's (laughs) like, what a dumb sheep. Because also, sheep get eaten by lions, also, and he's a vampire. And he's a vampire who eats humans. Also, yes. he's a hundred and fifteen year old, and who wants to go out with a high school kid. So <laughs> Keep that, that would be mind. like an infant. So if I saw somebody wearing that, I'd be like, "Hey, are you Team Edward or Team Jacob?" I'm Team Trump. <laughs> and then I'd be like, "Oh, hey, Joanna, happy national uh, International Cat Day. The Thank whole you. thing has gone international." It's international. That's why you cats oh, from all countries. Cats from the world, I see. And there you go. Chinese cats. A lot of Asian cats. I guess that's like Jamaican cats. Sweet, Swedish cats? Yeah. Maybe Norwegian cats. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, let's take a break. When we come back, Megan McCormick is next, and she has news headlines headed our way. That's right, Buzz. Coming up in news, gas prices, they're going down, but there's a gas shortage in the borderland. An update on that. Plus, Greg Abbott started sending migrants on buses to sanctuary cities, and the mayor of New York has responded. I will tell you what he said. That's next. To call the Buzz Adams Morning Show... Top of the hour and time to get to our news headlines. Here's the latest news from around the world to right in your own backyard. Here's Megan McCormick with KLAQ News Headlines Good. on the Buzz Adams Morning Show. <laughs> Pardon me. I'm sorry. I don't mean What's to, it done, Buzz? I don't mean to interrupt announcer guy. Uh, good morning, Megan. 
Good morning, Buzz. Gas prices have been on the decline, but repairs at El Paso Fuel Terminal has created a gas shortage around the borderland. That shortage is happening in stations located in Horizon City, Far East, East, Northeast, West, and Central El Paso. Employees at the stations with no gas supply have said that they never received shipment of of fuel from the Marathon Petroleum Refinery in El Paso. A spokesperson from Marathon Petroleum said there were necessary repairs that had to be completed at the fuel terminal located right next to the refinery. A fuel terminal is an industrial site that stores oil and petroleum products and where fuel tankers are loaded with the product to be sent to gas stations. As of yesterday, the repairs have been completed and loading of fuel tankers has resumed. And, uh, you know, I think I saw gas prices in the 370 range. Yeah. So that's, yeah. Look good. I hope they keep going that that direction, right? The U.S. Senate passed the Inflation Reduction Act on Sunday after a 16-hour vote-a-rama with the party-line vote of 51-50, moving the legislation over to the House where it's expected to pass quickly, then head to President Joe Biden's desk. No timing has been announced for a vote on the measure in the Democratic-controlled House. Included in the bill are measures to boost job creation, raise taxes on large corporations and the wealthy, allow Medicare to negotiate pres- to negotiate prescription drug costs, an expansion of the Affordable Care Act, and an investment in combating climate change. The plan would also reduce federal budget deficits by $102 billion over 10 years. After the vote, Senate Majority Leader Chuck Schumer spoke to reporters at the Capitol, and this is what he said. I am really confident that the Inflation Reduction Act will endure as one of the defining feats of the 21st century. Fourteen migrants from Texas arrived at New York City's main bus station on Sunday as part of Governor Greg Abbott's plan to send migrants from his state to so-called sanctuary cities. Abbott claims that his state can't handle the influx and that cities that say they can should take the burden off the border states who are getting inundated with with migrants. But New York City Mayor Eric Adams said the migrants who are coming to his city are being forced onto the buses without warning. Mayor Adams also said Texas officials aren't in touch with anyone in New York. They're not letting us know what time the buses are leaving. They're not letting us know uh, what are the needs of the people on the bus. They're not giving us any information. So we're unable to really provide the service to people en route. And we would like to get that information. Well, I think that's kind of part of the point is to make this uh, a burden for him or make it an unpleasant thing. I mean, that's kind of why he's doing it. So if he's not coordinating with the people, I that that doesn't surprise me. But I had actually said earlier to play devil's advocate that I kind of understood the aim of Governor Abbott, I guess, in the sense that I've, we've already heard from mayors like Muriel Bowser of uh, Washington D.C. say that they're just not ready for that just kind of influx because they're not on the border. They're, they're not, not on, on the border. Like so, maybe this will show them what it's like. But also, don't we get a ton of federal money for immigration? I mean, the Border Patrol is a federal right. program. Customs is a federal program. I mean, you could really go on and on, and I'm sure there are some local and state costs that get picked up. So when a I, huge chunk of it's paid federal, for by absolutely. the federal government. Anyway, well, speaking of paid that, for by the taxpayer. Uh, I mean, but still. I, uh, speaking of that, um, in the app chat, Zorro, in the app chat, um, who, who runs it, actually kind of gave me some gruff. He said, so, Nico, you're in favor of forced travel. Can I put you on a bus and send you somewhere without your consent? And I said, no, of course. Depends on where it is. (laughs) (laughs) That's actually true. I'll take a bus ride to Vegas (laughs) or San Diego. If if I had some family near that area, too. 
Uh, he also said asylum seekers are documented by the federal government. State governments should have no authority to legally send them anywhere. Not being where they where they're told to be uh, could actually cause their asylum to be revoked by the federal uh, government. Okay, so they were talking to the authority on immigration services in New York City, and he said, "Well, we got a guy yesterday, Sunday, who got off and was confused about when he was going to be going on to Portland. He says that he was put on the bus and told that it was going to Portland, Oregon. He wanted to know why he was in New York City and how far away Portland, Oregon. Oh, oh, oh my no. God! Oh gosh! <laughs> yeah, that's terrible." Suspect involved in Las Cruces road rage shooting that injured three-year-old girl has turned himself in. Officials with the Las Cruces Police Department has said that the man involved in Friday's road rage shooting incident has been identified. The shooting resulted in a three-year-old girl getting struck by gunfire. 24-year-old Esteban Miguel Imenez turned himself into police on Sunday afternoon. On Friday, the occupants of a dark blue Honda Civic got into a road rage altercation with the driver of a black pickup truck. The shooting happened near the intersection of Amador Avenue and Valley Drive. Did you hear about that one, Buzz? And now this is absolutely the first I've heard about this. It's terrible. Is the little girl okay? She is going to survive, but she did get yep. hit with hit gunfire. With bullet, right. Over road rage. Yeah. Nobody should be upset over driving that much. Not not that much, no. And That's hey, why you've never seen me get irritated at a driver, mm-hmm. right? No. I, I smile and I wave. <laughs> You've never seen me get upset at the driver. Thumbs up signal. Thumbs up. That's the way to go. Thumbs up. A- actually, I had a, a... Does it ever weird you out when you're in the car and somebody's like that when they're like, Why, what, what are you doing? Somebody who's just like a real aggro driver. Oh, my God. My ex-girlfriend used to do that all the time. And it was, I almost didn't want to drive in the car. It's worse when it's your <laughs> when it's girl because I had an ex-girlfriend because they're picking the fight and then they expect you if things get out of control. <laughs> right. To pick and Buzz it. is like, oh, I'm not going to fight this. I'm not going to do anything. <laughs> I'll get out. I'll go to that guy and say, I don't have anything if they to get do out with of the this. Car. And that was not, not me, dude. That it's was not, not my middle finger. <laughs> it was that, her. That, Just want to let you know. It's that middle me. finger obviously had a fingernail on it, so <laughs> pick it up with the finger flipper. <laughs> no, did I... <laughs> that was perfect timing in a way. So good. Anne Haish was involved in a horrific single car accident just after noon on Friday in the Mar Vista area of Los Angeles. Witnesses said she crashed the blue Mini Cooper she was driving into the garage of an apartment complex, but backed out and sped off when residents of the complex tried to get her out of the vehicle. Shortly after she sped off, she crashed into a nearby home that started a significant fire that engulfed the house. The home caught on fire yes, too, and, it and had the car structural I guess damage. caught on fire, and yes. Anne Haish caught partially on fire as well. Yeah, she was badly burned in the accident. Could really? be seen flailing on a stretcher as rescue personnel loaded her into the ambulance. It took almost 60 firefighters more than an hour to put out the fire and rescue Hayes from the car. And she she's currently in critical critical condition, but is upgraded to stable. Some people are calling out on this story that the they said that because of her condition after the wreck, they weren't able to test her for substances. And some people are saying... Now you could have well no matter how bad if you read the statement again that you had it said with the devices or with the material present we were unable You want me to find that? Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I'm not looking for it. So she was bur- oh well so she's intubated. You yes. you had said that earlier which probably tells me that they had to do a lot of skin grafting on her 
it's very painful and usually for big uh, large percentage burns like that they will uh-huh. uh put you in a, a conscious sedation uh, unconscious sedation they were you know how how they do in la you know with the helicopters like in the oj we thing. have they, that here too yeah yeah but they really get down there and get close and take and okay. so they had her covered on a stretcher and she gets she rises like frankenstein from his slab and she didn't look too burned from that did you see just her head or her body just her back yeah her back didn't did not look that burned in but the picture, they but did I don't, say she was know. burned okay yeah. so here's the point that uh, people are wondering about a source says her condition after the wreck prevented doctors from performing tests to determine if she was under the influence tmz hmm. post posted a picture of her in her car before the crash and it appears that she has a bottle of booze with her i know that for certain large-scale burns it is difficult or contraindicated to start an iv in them so if they're saying that she was burnt so badly maybe they were unable to take blood but you can still do that from a central line um or from like an ij in the neck it doesn't it it doesn't ring true that you couldn't do a some kind of drug test on somebody a blood draw no all you need is blood right so it it doesn't make sense Mm -hmm. Another thing um, with the with burns is you lose a lot of water when you when your skin is burned like oh, that. That's interesting. So they they usually will have to put you on IV fluid replacement therapy to kind of uh, rehydrate your skin, but you can't do it too fast because you don't want this, the water to get in between the skin and the the burn. Well, Anne Hache is. I've heard it critical. I've heard she's intubated, but is she's now stable. What was she in? The what was she famous for? Well, dating Ellen, Ellen DeGeneres, DeGeneres. right? That's kind of, um, she was in a Harrison Ford movie where they get stranded on an island or something. Seven days, six nights. Oh, that was her. Mm -hmm. Six days, seven nights. nights, I don't know. She's been in a few things, I guess, but I think she's mostly famous because she dated Ellen. That was back in the days when Mm -hmm. a lot of people didn't like the gays. Yeah. I mean, we're totally 100% cool with the gays now, but (laughs) not always the case. A Texas family is shocked when their dog who was stolen almost five years ago is found over 600 miles away in January of 20. Can you believe Uh, that? Jerry? Sparky? (laughs) (laughs) I know the town that they found the dog in was... Baytown. No, that's where it came from. Oh, it was found in Borger. Oh, Borger yes, is up Borger. north of freaking Amarillo, yep. like a hundred, uh, eighty miles north of Amarillo. So this dog was pretty much on the opposite side of the state. Yeah, yeah. So the, it was a German was Chip, Shepherd, right? Yeah, German Shepherd Sheba from Baytown, like you said, Buzz. The family. Uh, what, what state is this? Texas. Texas. Oh. We Amarillo. have a city named Baytown. Yeah. Oh, it's over on the bay. Yeah, and uh, the, we do- have a the bay? dog. <laughs> we have an ocean, dude. You forget about it. We're so far out in the desert, you forget that there's, there are millions of Texans who can walk outside and see the... Or drive five minutes and get to the get to the Gulf of Mexico. Ugh, must be nice. Right? Well, well anyway. You know what? Don't give up. Don't give up on your dog if, if your dog goes missing because this is five years later. And, and they, well, and Megan, they found you, Sheba five, 600 miles away, Buzz, up in Borger. You were famously... Well, you, you were not here for when dog, uh, Buzz's dogs famously would escape. Uh, oh. His yard, and we would be on air when people would call and be like, 
your dogs. Buzz would have to leave. The neighbors would call in me. Yeah. And be like, can you just let Buzz no. know his dogs are out? And or, Buzz would have to leave in the middle of the show to go get them. Or, oh, my gosh. Or he would send Nico. <laughs> yep. Oh, guys. I got to the point, though, because the dogs are pretty smart, and they, they know how to navigate the uh, arroyos and the irrigation ditches around the west side. Megan, remind me to have Buzz tell you the story of how he Ubered his dogs once. <laughs> oh. Can't wait for that so story. I just, they they eventually find their way home. Eventually. Okay. Eventually they'll go. <laughs> yeah, but they're, meantime, they're raising all kinds of havoc. <laughs> In the neighbor. So eventually I had to invest in a fence. And, and a lot, one of the the invisible electric fences. No, no like, I tried. I tried so many different you things. Say, I tried a wall. The, you invested in a wall, a giant wall. Yeah, but <laughs> with specifications that the top of it slope downward because they can also climb. They're really they're climbers, German shepherds, yeah. and they're just mm. freaking. I was beside myself with what to do for a while. But you figured it out. Well, I just had to build a wall. No, ca- no calls so far about your dogs. Two weeks. I built the wall. You built the wall. With and your I news. tried to make Mexico pay for it. <laughs> <laughs> but they wouldn't Mexico was like, no deal, gringo. That's mm-hmm. your problem. Those are your pinche perros. <laughs> okay. so With your news, I'm Megan McCormick. And uh, we're all coming to terms that we now live in a world where Pete Davidson and Kim Kardashian are no longer a couple. Oh, I don't know how you guys are handling it. He used to give me hope, man. And I should have really given a... You know, a trigger alert there because I just dawned on me. Some people are hearing this for the first time from from me. Oh, but you just triggered so many. Kim young, Kardashian young and Pete are no more. It's one of the greatest tragedies in recent memory. <laughs> I can't believe Kim Kardashian and Pete Davidson broke up. Now you can always remember this moment in American history with the Kim K and Pete breakup commemorative coin. Each silver coin is embossed with an image that commemorates their time together. Wow, this gorgeous coin has Kim and Pete making out in a restaurant on it. I'm going to miss these times so much. I'll always remember where I was and what I was doing when I found out they broke up. But now I can always remember the good times, like when they were making out in the ocean. The Kim mm-hmm. K and Pete breakup commemorative coin. Oh, wow. Look at this coin. This time they're making out in a field filled with flowers. They're so sweet. I'll miss them. I'll miss this. I'll miss all of this. Available now. <laughs> Where's the party? This is the party. Wake up, El Paso. Buzz Adams is back. It's a great party. 94. We've gotten a few calls uh, since the last time we checked the neckline, so we'll get to that coming up. I've also got three random facts for today. Oh, nice. Let's see what else is happening. Buzz, are you a Sooners football fan? Big time Sooners football fan. Longtime Oklahoma assistant Kale Gundy stepped down about an hour ago. Yeah. The, the Gundy brothers were both quarterbacks at a, in the 80s. Oh, yeah. And Mike Gundy is the head coach of Oklahoma State. Oh, and yeah. his brother Kale was an assistant at OU. Kale? Just, Kale? Was, yeah. Kale, Kale. Kale Gundy. Gundy, yeah. Right, Joanna? Like the whitest name ever. Shouldn't he be named like Big Beef <laughs> Burger? Yeah, for Oklahoma. Big Beef Burger <laughs> instead of Kale. Well, I can tell He's you. named after a vegetable. <laughs> Both of the Gundys are a few years older than me, and Kale was not a... I mean, I'm sure he was not named after the 
whatever the hippie lettuce no. is that you oh, guys. Oh, he wasn't. Oh, okay. The hippie lettuce. So. All right. I'll give it a pass. He was quarterback, though, of the Sooners, I think in the early 90s. And then he joined the coaching staff in 99. I don't know. One of the, Mike Gundy played at OSU and Cale Gundy, I think, played at OU. So that was, you know, you had these two brothers. Mm-hmm. It was kind of like our version of the Mannings. And they never went pro, but they both ended up being coaches. We got a coach. We got an assistant coach named Grinch. You never heard of anybody actually named Grinch before. Oh, but this dude's, his that's his last name, Grinch. Grinch. Has he checked his heart and whether it's grown three sizes? Yeah, we're gonna <laughs> we're gonna wait until they go to the SEC to find out. About that. <laughs> uh, so. I guess I owe an apology to Nico here. I guess. You guess? What? what? Look at Nico's face. Because so excited. we did an after buzz, even though Co- uh, Nico was out with COVID last week. But we did an after buzz anyway. And I, I guess when I was oh trying God. to call his number, <laughs> I didn't edit that part out. And so None Nico's, of you edited out. So Nico's telephone number went out on the after buzz. He says he's been getting texts. And phone calls. Yeah. Um, well, Are there any of ladies trying to shoot their shot? Because in the app chat, everyone was like, you left Nico's number in. Now I can shoot my shot. <laughs> and I was like, you know what? You go for it, girl. Kim K. Kim K. That's you're the That's reason how you're for the breakup. Find your Kim K. Yeah, I could be. That would be she went I to mean, Pete Davidson and said, "I've got Nico's digits now." Pete Davidson Hit really the pavement. Got, gave raccoon-eyed guys a chance, yeah. like me. Beehole eyes. You have raccoon eyes. I call them beehole eyes. But I don't understand why you were going. To, <laughs> why are you saying beehole? <laughs> Sorry, Joanna. So yes, I, I tell you this: Joanna's gotten awfully sensory lately. She's. Sensory? Yeah. Yeah. Censorship. Stupid oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so I have gotten a lot of calls. This, this is the thing. Also, about- it wasn't my fault. Everyone's blaming me for it. Because you were reading Buzz the because number. Because I'm the one that's reading like the number. Like, he doesn't know how to get my number Nico, off of his phone. I told him, you know your phone can travel with you, right? And he didn't want to unplug it from charging. Yeah, it was charged. <laughs> Just to find my number. Anyways, guys, my number. So, b- b- unlike you guys, I've been trying to get people to book me forever <laughs> right. to do their private events, their their holiday parties, their wedding receptions, whatever, forever. So, my number is a, is public knowledge. It is also my business number. <laughs> <laughs> I use it for the same thing. So that's how you can reach Nico's manager, who coincidentally is me. (laughs) So my got it on your social media. It's all over all my social media. I mean, if anybody wants Nico's number, it's It's out there. Super easy to get. But the funny thing is, the guys that I'm pretty sure they're guys. I'm not even sure, but that texted me, and what four of them were like. Is this Nico? <laughs> just so you know, your number's out. We just listened to the after buzz. I was like, cool. Thanks for listening. One. And do you need a private event? <laughs> do you need somebody for your private event at all? Did like, you close your yeah, deals? for holidays. Some guy was like, yeah, well, how much do you charge? And then we haven't moved past that. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> then one guy was trying to troll me. And texted me things like, "Hey, Baldy." <laughs> oh, he no. knows how to hit. He knows where to, to hit, hit me where, low. Yeah. Where it he hurts. knows how to get a response. <laughs> and I was like, "Look, man, I have my number here in case have anybody any wants to book me." Asked you out? No, that's I'm no. very surprised by. Where's my Kim K? Ladies, if you're out there, yeah, 
Um, but that was accidental. But it was kind of fun to get like weird random text, text messages and okay. one troll. Let me give out my name. <laughs> Taking a look at the weekend box office bullet train. Uh, won the box office. Taking in over $30 million opening weekend. That looks like such a good movie. And I think... Does it? Yeah. Does that not look like a good movie to you? What do you, What are your... What do, What's your criteria? I don't know. It just looked like... Nudie. Yeah, it's just like... <laughs> yeah. It looks good. If like it's a, popular, it's not worth it. Oh. Do you guys know who Neil Gaiman <laughs> oh. is? Neil Gaiman is a science fiction writer, oh, yes. and he wrote comic books. He wrote oh, American Joanna, Gods. Yeah. You wrote, have to watch this, Joanna. What? It's called The Sandman television on show on Netflix. I couldn't believe it how... He's pushing it on me. You yeah. have to watch it. Joanna, it's like, it. it's like for gothic girls like you. Uh, oh, it is. Am I gothic? Yeah, you're a little gothy. Gothy. Yeah. Emo. Emo? Emo. An elder emo. Yeah. <laughs> elder, an elder I'm statesman. An elder uh, I was reading some of the early reviews on it, like Thursday Good. and Friday, and they were just, yeah, this is amazing. It's a work of genius. It oh, really is. I haven't hated anything as much <gasps> as I've Neil hated Gaiman Coraline? Yeah, Neil Gaiman wrote Coraline. Neil Gaiman is probably uh, one of the best graphic novel writers of our era, of our time. He's right up there with Alan Moore. Um, and Buzz is such a beehole uh-huh. that I believe it. Good he wouldn't there. even give it fifteen no, minutes. I did. The I watched, Sandman. I watched. I watched almost the first episode, and it was almost just, the first episode. Not even a full episode, Joanna. So they capture so this guy captures the embodiment of dreams. Mm. Well, <laughs> the master of dreams. Right, right there. It's Please like, tell me that at right one point I mean, they all sing Mister Sandman. Wait, just from the premise, it sounds stupid. It sounds so dumb. Really? When the Sandman, a.k.a. Dream, the the cosmic being who controls all dreams, is captured and held prisoner for more than a century, he must journey across different worlds and time... Oh, there it is. Different worlds and timelines to fix the Mm -hmm. chaos, his absence of love. That's what Buzz... Yeah, let me give you the... the, 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 It it was like all the worst parts of Doctor Strange. It's all the timeline (laughs) crap. Yeah, all the timeline crap. You're the worst part of everything. Let me just... Give you a description of uh, another movie that sounds just what? as dumb. Karen Egerton comes out in it. A World War II hero is Captain suddenly America. submerged yeah. in ice for ninety years. That's, great. That's a good point. And comes out perfectly go- fine because he took a magic serum, it's a super soldier serum, created by only <laughs> one doctor <laughs> only knew it, there. and only one dose was made because yep. that's how science works. No, that's the stupidest premise in the world for a movie. So yeah, Whatever. we could make any movie sound dumb, but if you have an imagination, if you have joy in your life, if you like None to be of those happy, Buzz has. Do people exist like that? Yes, <laughs> Megan, Buzz. People exist with their imaginations open and willing to just submerge themselves into magical worlds. Sometimes I know Buzz does not. He does not. He I know he, pretentious and annoying. Look, let me. I, I bet any movie or thing set in an alternate reality is something you just don't even care about. As long as it conforms to the rules Orlando, of the narrative. Orlando Bloom's thing, the carnival workers with the fairies. Did you see that? You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. No. Uh, I forget. Yeah, yeah. I bet you hated that one. <sighs> it took me most of the first season to to get to where I hated it, but I watched like six episodes. 
American Gods. Neil Gaiman wrote American Gods. Yeah, I didn't care for it. I remember. I, I think to, Buzz complained about that. He yeah. did the second season, but the first season he was like, "Yeah, you know this American Gods oh, thing? It's pretty hey, good." I'm going to say something. This could be very divisive, even among people on the show. All well, right, Joanne and I. Me. It's the third season of What We Do in the Shadows. Effects. Uh-huh. <gasps> I caught up on good. it. It's not, not that good. great. No. Uh, I it will is, say. Like the first two seasons, phenomenal. Mm-hmm. This season, I don't know if it's the little kid Colin Robinson right now like or what. I like the little kid Robinson. Also, Hilarious. baby Colin Robinson. Doesn't it seem like the main vampires have <laughs> kind of been shuffled to the side? It's really about Kristen Schaal a lot more in this season. Yeah, and I'm not liking this whole nightclub thing. Yeah, so and this, Nadja's just being so annoying. I really have got to say that I'm concerned about this season of what we do in the show. However, oh. if we do do that for our Halloween, <laughs> I've got to get back into it. Yeah, <laughs> Nico, you are our Colin Robinson. You are Colin Robinson. Yeah, I'm not sad about that. I'm the strongest one of all of you. <laughs> <laughs> Enough, Colin I, Robinson. I'm an emotional vampire. I'm stealing from you right energy now. Vamp- an energy vampire. Yeah. <laughs> uh, tonight on TV, The Bachelorette is on ABC starting at 7. NBC's got American Ninja Warrior. And Fox has Don't Forget the Lyrics. Uh, then Bear Grylls, Running Wild with Bear Grylls on NBC tonight. Ashton Kutcher joins Bear in the coastal jungles of Costa Rica. Oh, cool. I always want to see what a billionaire looks like trying to survive. Is Ashton Kutcher a billionaire? Uh, if not close, yeah. <laughs> Come on, Probably. dude, swear my car was, wasn't that big a hit, was it? Oh, no, it's his investment por- portfolio. He invested in what was... Everything. Uber. Uber. Um, a bunch of biotech companies. Mm-hmm. I think he has I his think degree. Tesla too, didn't he? Uh, oh, tons. probably. Yeah. yeah. And yeah, he came out and was speaking highly about. Oh, never mind. Sorry, I thought this was something we talked about on the show, but it's something I watched on my own, and you guys don't know what I'm talking about. <laughs> we, we weren't there. <laughs> that Ashton Ashton Kutcher, star of Dude, Where's My Car, yes. somehow invested so much money that he's phenomenally wealthy. Yeah. And he ended up with oh, his girlfriend from that 70s show, Jackie, is now his wife. Yeah. Yep. He's not Isn't just phenomenally amazing? wealthy, Buzz. He's the head of a venture capital fund. Do you know what venture capital funds do? No, I wish. They, they have so much money that they fund <laughs> other things. Okay. Uh, here's a story from the sports world. You know where Deshaun Watson ended up, right? After all these allegations from over 20 yeah. massage therapists that he sexually assaulted them, he made his... His fluids go on them without permission you and know, things like that. He's in Cleveland now. Yes. Last week you had showed me some, somebody else uh, saying something about this. You showed me a, a comment where somebody was saying, the fact of the matter is we don't know what happened. There, There is... I think it was O.J. Simpson. Was, was <laughs> he the one? O.J. was saying, well, look, do we really care what O.J. Simpson says no. about this? But he, he was saying there was no trial, right? There was no... I don't think Deshaun Watson ever got arrested. No. Right. He never got charged with a crime. No. He paid off a lot of women or settled. I mean, paid off, settled, mm-hmm. whatever. But he hasn't ever been charged with anything, right? Mm-mm. But I would say this. After the 20th Cosby victim came out, that's when people were like, oh, 20 is starting to sound suspicious. Like before that, everybody was like, oh, 
Christmas. Oh, everybody Christmas just thought festival? that everybody no. when the when the Cosby stuff originally came up, I want to say in the early two thousands, it was a jo- it was treated as a joke. Oh, the dad from the Cosby shows of drug abuse, and then it went away, and he continued to work mm-hmm. like there was no problem. And it wasn't until who was the comedian? That um, did it, something about it in the stand. Hannibal Burris. Hannibal yeah, Burris. Yep. We need Hannibal Burris to get to the bottom of uh, of this Deshaun Watson. Anyway, uh, they're going to have the National Massage Therapist Convention. I'm sure this is just coincidental. Oh it's being held in Cleveland, Ohio. <laughs> <Are you laughs> <sure? laughs> Can the, you even make, we can't even make this up. The, the National Massage Therapist Convention is going to be August 25th through the 27th in Cleveland, Ohio, the new home of Deshaun Watson. I, want, I wonder if they need any like Deshaun Watson impersonators that could just make some money. <laughs> Watson was just suspended for six games for alleged sexual misconduct involving more than two dozen massage therapists. The keynote speaker for the... <laughs> National Massage Therapist Convention is Olympic swimmer Michael Phelps. What? What? <laughs> what? what? No. Not a masseuse? Right, you think you'd... <laughs> Who's a famous masseuse? That's a good question. That's a good question. That's a good question. Uh, let me get a... Well, you know what? Let me get one neckline call, and then we'll come back. We got some more. If you want to leave a message for the morning show, this line is available for you 24 hours a day. So anytime the mood strikes, if you want to give us a call, leave us a message. The toll-free neckline is 844-805-NECK. That's 844-805-6325. You know what? I'm going to save all the calls. We'll get to them. We'll get to them when we come back. And if you want to call us right in the studio... Here's the line for that. It's 915-910-4995-910-4995 to give us a call in the studio. Let's take a break and more of the Buzz Adams Morning Show's on the way right after this. The Buzz Adams Morning Show on KLAQ. That makes I'm going to get to these neckline calls finally, but let me check the weather real quick. El Paso weather brought to you by Painted Dunes Desert Golf Course. You can set up all your tee times and reservations online at PaintedDunes.com or call out there at 821-2122. Real simple. It looks like we've got about a 15% chance of rain each day. Some clouds in the forecast every day and uh, mid-90s for high temperatures. Uh, all week long, so, you know, chance you could get some rain. We're seeing some spikes here along about Thursday, uh, but but look for at least a chance of rain as part of our forecast every day this week. Neckline number is 844-805-NECK. That's 844-805-6325. You could call and leave a message for the morning show and... And we plan back. Mm-hmm. Uh, this Inflation Reduction Act is going to have the complete opposite effect. Of- is this smooth? Brain? This is smooth brain guy. Okay. Yeah. Whenever you hear somebody speaking that real low monotone of reducing inflation, um, uh, they're going to hire eighty-seven thousand new IRS agents. Uh, that's going to lead to about one point two million more audits being done per year. And they're not just going to focus on the big one percenter. That's going to fall down to everyone uh, from all classes, especially the middle class. 
Um, I saw that uh, it's going to be projected out of all the revenue that's going to be raised from underreported income, uh, 40 to 57% of that revenue is going to come from individuals that make less than $50,000. So this is effectively a tax increase on the middle class. Uh, I will say that I don't often agree with smooth brain guy, but he he's not wrong about this. So part of the, part of the, about what the uh, uh, inflation reduction bill that mm-hmm. just passed the Mansion uh, Schumer bill, it's got it sets aside eighty billion for the IRS. But it's going to be the same way. If you're if you're wealthy enough, you're going to be able to pay lawyers and accountants to keep you on the rights. They won't mess with. Yeah, absolutely. They're going to end up going, and it's going to. Is eighty seven thousand extra employees for the IRS? Is that a? It's probably that's necessary. What, that's what Forbes reports. Yeah, if they were going after how how many business, small businesses, even medium businesses, do you think could? I mean, if they were audited, or medium businessmen, if they're audited, would be paying a lot more into the tax system. I don't know. I you know I don't know if how much. I feel like most business it could be an people, I feel like most line. people making under fifty thousand a year feel like they play pay plenty I don't of taxes think those already. are the people that are getting audited. Tell me somebody that's making under fifty thousand dollars that they are getting regularly audited. I mean, well that's part of what this is for is is manpower for the IRS and if history has taught us anything, it's it's too much of a hassle to go after really rich people. You go after <laughs> businesses, small business owners, the middle class. I mean, so far, I don't think smooth brain guy has said anything that that's wrong. And the audit on the middle class. Um, the CDO even says that they can expect tax hikes for anyone making over 30000 And they all, the CDO, right, the Congressional Budget Office, also says that drug price controls will increase. That, I mean, what, that what will increase? Drug price drug controls. Price control. So drug I don't know exactly controls. what he's... The smooth brain guy always sounds like he's reading something. Yeah. yeah he, <laughs> I mean, he's always like, he's going to tell us how it is, but you can always tell... Is. Right. He, you can tell he's reading sure, off of something. Sure, guy. Um, that the drug price controls will increase the cost of drug prices. I, I don't think he's wrong about that either. Though. No, he is wrong about that because oh, he, he. They just said they're going to allow Medicare to start negotiating with insurances for their... Uh, pricing before they couldn't Medicare wasn't allowed to negotiate. Uh, but this is the same. So, they, but this is the, also the same situation that uh, they voted for the out-of-pocket insulin cost cap, right? Right. So there's also a cap on on how much uh, companies can uh, a, a, a charge for their prescriptions. But they prescription drug They cap. voted to abolish that cap for insulin, the thirty-five dollar cap. For, for just insulin, but there is still either way. There's a cap. There, I know that there is a medi- uh, medication prescription cap on prices. Now, just I'm not, not sh- insulin anymore. <laughs> maybe not. Okay, maybe not insulin. No, I don't. I don't know. Don't people I mean, really need insulin? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it, uh, yes. The answer is yes, and it depends on the type of insulin, whether it's fast acting or long acting. Um, but a big a big problem was spiraling cost of prescription drugs all right listen we only got like five or ten more seconds here anyways just to put a a fine point in i'm pretty sure they are there is a cap on on uh, prescription drugs look i'm sure that the lawmakers who are behind this and the Biden administration are going to say well we're really going to go after like these wall street millionaires and 
billionaires and what they're going to find but out is that's happens. too much hassle. Yeah, it never happens. It's a lot easier no. to hassle people. I, that I don't, don't know if that's true or not. I don't know if that's true or not. I think you might be able to get away with finding the people that are hiding money. If you had 87,000 people well, here's to the, help these out really do that. rich people do it in a way that's not breaking the law. It's like yeah. Trump said when he was running for president. It's like have, they, you know, they came out and found out he'd paid very little in taxes. He And he, he said, said he's very smart. Yeah, that makes smart. me a smart businessman. I think a lot of these people they pay so much money that they technically, legally, they're not breaking the law. Okay, so just to put a, a final, because uh, before you even finish Smooth Brain Guy, I, I know what, well, okay, he, he's got five so seconds. It's, all in all, this is just a boondoggle, and it's just a climate change bill at the complete wrong time. It's not going to have any effect on inflation. Uh, in the right way, it's going to just increase inflation. This is pretty dumb. Uh, Democrats don't know how to govern. I wonder what Smooth Brain Guy <laughs> does. I, w- I really want to know what he like. If he w- if he's just like a, a middle school teacher, but he like sounds very very in depth on these things. Like, do you think he actually works for the congressional office? Uh, no, I think he's like college age. Well, the CD- I mean, nobody can be that smug and <laughs> be an adult, right? The CBO, the Congressional Budget Office, did score this. So every bill has to get scored by the CBO before it is passed. The CBO did score this as revenue positive, which means it will... The IRS part of it. No, no, no. The whole bill. The whole bill has to be scored. So the bill, they did say, is uh, revenue positive, which means they they estimate $87 billion in revenue and that it cuts federal spending by $14 billion. And what I'm saying is whatever the government puts into the IRS to try and go after That's people with a lot of money. That's a small part of one part of the bill. There's so much more to the bill than the IRS $80 part. billion dollars is like six times the annual budget of the IRS. I mean, the IRS's annual budget is something like 12 Sounds million. like they needed it. Okay, but what I'm saying is, if history has taught us anything, they'll make a big deal about we're going after these wealthy people, we're going to go after the 1%, and they won't. Because as soon as they try doing it, these rich people, they'd rather shell out the cash to so, get out of paying taxes you know what? than this just is, paying the taxes. This is the, this is the issue that you're the most concerned about because you're one of the richer people who that they might go after, that the IRS goes after or something. Oh, <laughs> like, go after me. You're going to find out I have overpaid for like 30 that's years. Why you're, that's why you're you're focused on this small no, no, part no, no. of the whole. This I'm not, small part of I've the entire bill. I've always wanted to be part of that. A class of Americans who can get out of paying their taxes because they're so rich, <laughs> but I have definitely not attained that. Oh, There's be. more to the bill, though, than than just. Oh, the I was just focusing on. I was yeah, focusing on what. It, it, smooth brain guy even said it's a climate change bill. Well, guess what? Climate change is a is a pressing economic right. problem, it, it's very and it's not yeah, just it's very timely. It's not just a a weather problem. It's also an economic problem. If we don't get out in front of it, we're going to be. Right. Left in the dust. Uh, let me get another call here. Wait, I will finish by saying a lot of uh, economists, even government economists, say they don't know what this bill will do. It might not. It might not do nothing to inflation. Um, but the fact that it has this Medicare uh, being able to negotiate. It's got more funding for Affordable Care Act. Right. But that, that Which med- is Obamacare, by the way. That Medicare <laughs> negotiating and the pr- the price cap on prescriptions, that's going to be huge for uh, older Americans hey, and people. What did Trump replace Obamacare with? Because that was oh, the right. main thing. Nothing. Was repl- yeah. Absolutely nothing. It was going to be biggie. It's going to be better. Wait, but what was the idea he put for? Oh, yeah, that's also a big zilch. That was a big nothing as well. It's almost like they were just talking points to get people riled up, right? What's up, Mo Show? It's ODG. Well... 
it's Sunday evening. It's starting to feel like two Thursdays ago. It's 8.23 o'clock p.m. And still no notifications for Friday's episode. Are we not worth it, Joanna? Are the fans not worth it to you? I guess not. I guess I'll just go vandalize the king quick. Okay, okay. <laughs> uh, I guess we didn't have a Buzz Adams on demand from Friday. I guess not. Okay, so the troll who's been texting me, uh-huh. who called me Baldy, he did say, remind Joanna to put up Friday's episode. Oh, maybe it was Okie Dokie Was guy. he trolling me? <laughs> did, did his number come in with a, an area code? 424? Yeah. <gasps> Okie Dokie guy's in either Odessa or Midland. I know that. He's like, yeah. hey, Baldy. It might be Okie Dokie guy. Ugh, damn it. I forgot to publish. <laughs> God, how? Okay, and this is a thing Okie Dokie guy has, has commented on frequently. Mm-hmm. How do you forget to publish? It happens. <laughs> it, it happens. happens all right. All right. Kind of like how you forget to edit Nico's phone number out of the AfterBuzz podcast. <laughs> she, her, she's Me? not supposed to do anything for AfterBuzz. You I was a guest. You're supposed on to the edit. <laughs> you edit after you record every time. All right, listen. That's your deal, dude. Yeah. Let's, let's not let Wait this to... turn us against each other. <laughs> That's what they want. They want to divide and cut. It's us versus the listeners. Okay. <laughs> if you're not with us, you're with them. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. I love you all. Hey, Buzz, um, just a little thing about your joke about building the wall for your dogs and making Mexico pay for it. Um, Mm -hmm. I don't know if you've read, but Mexico agreed to pay $1.5 billion to uh, strengthen the U.S. abilities uh, construction projects along the U.S.-Mexican border. So technically, Trump wasn't 100% wrong when he said that Mexico was going to pay for the wall. So they partially paid for parts of it now. So I think that joke should be dropped. Thank you. I love these Trump apologists who even have to go, well, he wasn't completely right. Well, technically, on a technicality, technically right. he was right. He can still be right. You can still tell so a joke about it. I had not heard about that, so I looked up. Uh-huh. Mexico, I guess his story is from July. Agreed to contribute $1.5 billion to a joint initiative to improve infrastructure. God, infrastructure doesn't mean nothing. just walls. Yeah. That could be bridges, roads, tolls. It yeah. could be a camera. I mean, I think even cameras count as infrastructure. <laughs> we got them to pay for the wall. <laughs> and it's $1.5 billion wouldn't even pay for five miles of wall. And it's not even them. It says in a joint initiative, right. we're paying half of that $1.5 billion or some percentage of it. I think Mexico is like, oh, these poor guys. Now there are. They want that wall. Let's, let's just give them some money. Uh, Biden, <laughs> da, 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 Biden said back in July, we're also making historic investments in infrastructure modernization across our 2,000-mile border with Mexico. Great. We've always needed infrastructure improvement along the border. Does it say anything about, well, Mexico's paying for and the wall? And this was because Trump said that Mexico was going to pay for the wall. Well, he wasn't, code words. he wasn't technically wrong. So you oh need my to God. drop that joke, Ugh. Buzz, about your dogs and the wall and Mexico paying for it. 
the hell's going on back there? Backing it up, John. Sounds like the, sounds like the, <laughs> Somebody's t- car is getting towed back there. <laughs> Joanna's backing it up. I don't know up. if you guys can hear it, but it sounds like garbage truck is here a day early. Oh, garbage trucks. <laughs> uh, okay, so... Yeah, that really doesn't pan out the way you're saying. It was a joke about Buzz's dogs, though. I don't think you should you should drop it. I made this joke about. Um, so they partially pay for parts of it now. So I think that joke should be dropped. Thank you. Okay. You know, from your set, Buzz. Yeah. Let me go back. And, <laughs> let me go back and retroactively take that, that one set. back. Oh my God! Enough with this okey dorky guy. Stop, please. Leave Joanna alone. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. Yes. My Leave Joanna alone. My own Chris Crocker. Got your own Chris Crocker. Let's take a break. More of the Buzz Adams Morning Show coming up right after this. These guys aren't good at much. They sure do. Make me laugh. The Buzz Adams Morning Show on KLAQ will be back. If opening your energy bill every month has you saying, what? It's time to go solar with SunWatt. SunWatt sells solar panels and installs them. Make sure your home runs on the energy provided. As a local solar provider, they'll make sure that they bring you everything that matters to you. Uh, transparency, fair prices, professionalism. They also provide homeowners with monitoring tools so they can really maximize their savings. What better city to harness the energy of the sun than the Sun City? Call Sun What Energy at 914. Well, you can tell us what's happening. You can give us a call. Talk to us live by calling 915-910-4995. That's 915-910-4995. I've got random facts on the way coming up in uh, just a few minutes. We'll get to those. Nico was going to tell us about monkeypox, and then he spilled coffee all over <laughs> I'm himself. So sorry, Nico. Oh my goodness! God, he does that I, so often. That is often. not a shocker at all. <laughs> I asked him to show. I, I, I asked him to show me something on his computer, and I feel a little bit of uh, like the culprit here. A little bit. A little bit. <laughs> a little bit. No, he does that on a daily basis. Don't feel bad. Oh, okay. He does it frequently. <laughs> This article is entitled, Weird Request Actors Put Into Their Movie Contracts. So I guess if you're a big enough star, you can say, hey, I want that. I've been responsible for, well, I've helped with uh, concert writers. So a writer, you know. Yeah, what, yeah. They, what they need in their green room or whatever. Right. Want licorice and. Only green M&Ms. Yeah, right. Well, that's a, that's a famous story that involved Van Halen where they wanted M&M's, but with no brown ones. <laughs> the brown ones all taken out. So they had to provide a big bowl of M&M's, but with the brown ones taken out. Some intern man had to pull those brown M&M's out of. Well, and then David Lee Roth explained it. We interviewed him years after. Uh, and he said, well, what it really was, was kind of like uh, quality control for the writer. Instead of going in and checking if everything was right, they would just go in and if they found the 
there were brown M and M's. They knew that the place had not had not read the writer uh, closely. Uh, all right, here is uh, here are some of the weirder requests that actors have put into their movie contracts. Samuel L. Jackson is an avid golfer, so when he's filming a movie, he must be allowed to golf at least twice a week. And the production company has to pay for it and provide his transportation. So they've got to set up the golf, take him out there at least twice a week. The Rock, Vin Diesel, and Jason Statham had a con- had a clause in their contract that said they were to suffer equal pain in the Fast and Furious movies. I don't know what equal pain means, but they also each had it in their contract. None of them could lose when they fought each other. <laughs> <laughs> they're all such big stars in their head that they couldn't lose yeah if we're gonna have a fight we gotta fight to a draw it's hilarious i can see the rock getting away with that maybe vin diesel but, but not jason, jason statham come on <laughs> uh tom cruise won't allow his likeness to be used for action figures or video game characters wait a second they never had like a cocktail action figure, like with Tom Cruise mixing up. <laughs> you know, for all those little kids who love to cosplay well, bartenders, like Top, like Top Gun. Gun. Yeah, they never put out never toys where a... one one of them looks like Pete Maverick Mitchell. Uh, according not. to this, yeah. not the case. When George Clooney made Gravity, he requested a basketball court and a private beach. Hut inspired place for him to spend his downtime on the set. <laughs> first of all, he was only in like the first 15 minutes of Gravity, right? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, Roger Moore. Do you know who Roger Moore was, Nico? Shut up. The greatest of all the James Shut Bond up. actors. No, it's not. You know that I like Sean Connery. Roger Moore. What's your beef with Roger Moore? It's nothing but buzz buzz by asking me if I knew he knows that I know who Roger Moore is and he's subtly putting my guy Sean Connery down by saying that. You know what? <laughs> Roger Moore had unlimited Monte Cristo cigars when he played James Bond in Live and Let Die. I thought you were just gonna stop at Monte Cristos. Those are delicious. <laughs> what are what are Monte Cristos? They're like this sandwich. Monte Cristo sandwich. Like- Ham and like you can dip it in jelly. They fry. Yeah, they're fried. Delicious. You've never had a Monte Cristo sandwich. It's basically a Monte Cristo cigar. (laughs) It's really. I've only had the sandwich. (laughs) Jack Nicholson's contract for Batman allowed him extra time off so he could attend L.A. Lakers home games. That's not surprising. He's at every one in the first row. Queen Latifah added a no-death clause to all projects after having a death scene and set it off. And when Dolph Lundgren was He-Man in Masters of the Universe, he had it in his contract that he got three attempts to get his lines right before being dubbed. <laughs> what? Well, his the contract, you must... got three chances to get your lines right or else we're going to dub Don't him. dub me. They did not dub him, so he ended up making the cut. You know, he's like a really smart dude, yeah. Dolph Lundgren. Just like he's like got it. a, 
Yeah, but you see him and you think, okay, well, this meathead. Yeah, this big meathead, but he's got some kind of advanced degree of some kind. Like rocket science? I mean, I don't remember specifically what it was, but I remember reading about it and saying, oh, oh. that's kind of impressive. Yeah, it is in some kind of STEM field. That's how I felt about the guitarist from Queen. Brian May? Yeah. What? He's like an astrophysicist. Oh yeah, right. He did get a he did get a degree. No, you're right. Today's National Pickleball Day. Woo! I've been uh, I've been thinking about playing. I just need to find a place. Didn't you want to play rec? You, you I keep still t- don't get what it is. Like tennis. It is tennis. like tennis, but like this, the, the court's smaller, and you use a paddle, so a wood paddle, uh-huh. and the ball is. A wiffle ball a type thing. I don't know. I've never. Surely it's not like a wiffle ball, wiffle right? Ball. It's like plastic. Right? I saw him playing it on TV, and these people were taking it obviously pretty serious. And that ball was. I mean, that it. The action was fast. Well, have you seen Forrest Gump play ping pong? He goes fast too. Pickleball has actually been around for fifty-seven years. It was invented in the sixties by some guys who wanted to play badminton. Badminton. It's a combination of badminton. Think tennis. Tennis. tennis and ping pong and ping pong. They yeah. were just like, I want to play tennis, but I don't want to do so much. Right, I want to. Move well, I think less. that's a lot of the appeal to a lot of people. You get some mobility issues as you get older. <laughs> you know. <laughs> um, let me see what else. You want to hear about Britney Spears and Kevin Federline yes. beefing with each other? Yes. Do you he remember? Is a jerk. What What's, he did. Really? Yeah. He's not the one who crashed her wedding, though. No. no. That was, that was another Jason. husband. That was Jason Alexander. Oh, the guy man. From- yes. No, no, no. Okay, so in a new interview, K-Fed, Kevin Federline, says that their sons, who are now 15 and 16 years old, have been avoiding their mother for months due to the ongoing media circus surrounding her. He also claims they're upset about an Instagram post last April where she dissed him. So I guess she said something negative about their father. Uh, All the nudes she's been posting haven't helped the situation either. Okay, now that's going too far. (laughs) He chose not to go to her wedding, so apparently he was invited and her other husband, the one that she had known since childhood, wasn't. And he ended up getting arrested and charged with stalking, right? Yeah, I don't know how he got into the house. Wait, what nudes have Britney Spears been posting? Uh, a lot of Instagram, yeah, like with her Instagram hands covering her boobs and or stuff. Or an emoji oh. or something covering, you know. I th- It seems like that's a, a way of her, you know, freeing herself from the, you know. Taking control of her life. Taking control back. of her life, yeah. Well, Britney says that she is saddened to hear that Kevin is discussing her relationship with the boys. Inappropriate. But her husband, Sam leaned in even harder. He noted that Kevin's gravy train will be ending soon because the boys will be 18. That's... Under three years. It'll that be is a shot over the bow from the current husband to the... to the. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, when you're in that position, mm-hmm. it's usually best just to keep things quiet, as coo- yeah. cool as you can. So that's a... Uh, Sam Ascari married Brittany, what, a couple months ago now, I guess. Mm-hmm. He said, quote, the boys are very smart. This is Sam. 
and will be 18 soon to make their own decisions and may eventually realize the tough part was having a father who hasn't worked much in over 15 years as role model. Mm. Yeah, that's a pretty sick burn Ouch. there. Mm-hmm. Well, Brittany pays for his lifestyle, for his attorneys, for, I mean... She, for Kev- Kevin? For, yeah, yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah, that's a pretty good she, deal. You usually have to be a chick to get a deal like that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, Jay, Jay or Roger? Jay Roger. Jay Roger. Good morning. Hey, what's up, Jay Roger? Jay Roger. How you doing? I'm good. I just wanted to personally call and thank you. Yep. You said you said you you loved your listeners, and I was listening today, which makes me a listener. Oh yeah. And I felt I felt special. Aww. So thank you. Well, I do. I'm not joking. I care about on an individual basis with each and every person who ever tunes into the show, and that includes you, Jay Roger. Thank okay. thank you, Buzz. Thanks Have a for good calling, day. Jay. Right. Bye bye. And. I try to Aww. bring something to the show every Wait, day that's going to be of value. I'm waiting for that to be ironic. He wasn't making a joke at your expense? He totally was. This guy yeah. hates me. <laughs> <laughs> I know this guy. This guy writes me like hate. Oh, really? Yeah. Totally. Yeah. He said hate. that he would recognize who he is. <laughs> I think I blocked him eventually. Yeah. <gasps> and now he's found some did other nobody, way to communicate with Did you. none of you pick up on that, that he was doing that ironically? I did. That's why I put him on. No, I mean like stuff that was to the point where it's like, all right, this is a little scary. So I, so I blocked him, and this is obviously like okay. Now you say scary. Do you mean like he's in love with you, or like he wants to kill you? Aren't they the same? Sometimes? Yeah. Sometimes they are the same. That's a good point. I heard it as I said it. <laughs> or like he wants to wear your skin. Ooh. Which one um, for Halloween? Did you pick up on? I know which one I want. I don't know how to discuss this. I'm I'm just glad that he heard me say that I love my listeners, even him. You really, even do. though I really can't respond to your emails anymore because they've gotten a little freaky. <laughs> Again, <laughs> <When I> st- <laughs> now blink once if it's he wants it sexual. It's the it's the kind of thing like normally you just answer somebody back and like oh I'm 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 sorry you're upset you know. Uh, and most people are like, "Oh, okay, drop it." It never ends. This this guy really wants my attention, so I'm glad that I was able to give a little bit of that to him he today. Wants, he loves you. Who doesn't? <laughs> <laughs> true, very true. Nico, what's the deal with monkeypox? Are they saying now that it's just a matter of time until you start getting it at water parks and days daycares and stuff? They are. They're saying monkeypox at a daycare was only a matter of time. An expert says. Next up, pools, sports, and schools. What did you say to Buzz that it was an open lesion? lesion. Well, they say well, the, the water pox. park. They're not even worried about. You getting the monkeypox from the water, but from brushing up against somebody that oh, might have yeah. an open lesion. Just the idea that there are people in water parks on a daily basis that probably have open lesions is enough to make me 
never go. <laughs> never go to never go to a water park. Yeah, they say not through the water itself, but through bumping up against somebody with active lesions, especially in the summer, given <gasps> the heat. Dude, I don't even want to be in the lazy river if you've got an active lesion of any clothing. kind. And then you stop and think, yeah, probably pool. some percentage of everybody in that wave pool has some kind of open lesion uh, of yeah. some kind. First Athlete's all, foot, maybe some kind of social disease. <laughs> so, what's a social disease? Like a STI. That's a social disease. They used to call them. That used to be the euphemism for a sexually transmitted disease. You used to call it a social disease. Really? What? This was back in the forties. You made it. <laughs> you made a social youngin. <laughs> yeah, that used to be. You know, you never came right out and said sexual or sex. In those days, you would say uh, it's a social disease. They would warn soldiers going over to Europe. Hey, careful with the French girls. They're very charming, but. You gotta be careful of social diseases. <laughs> I thought you meant like a disease of their social skills. Like people would not be able to have a good. Buzz has a social disease. He does have a social disease. But it is not a sexual... I think one last point. I think a lot of people have gotten, oh, monkeypox is kind of like how AIDS was because everybody's talking about San Francisco and they're talking about gay bathhouses and especially a lot of outbreaks, but that is not the case, right? It that is not is a sexual... not the case. It, it is, is not, not a social disease. It's not a social disease or whatever old term you use for it. Um, it is spread sexually, though, through sexual contact. But it can be spread Other also ways. just by... Rubbing a skin to skin contact. All right, wait, we got to be really clear. It, yeah, definitely. Be really clear. It is not something that we need to worry about. First of all, necessarily, there's only been twenty eight thousand cases in the world so far. Second of all, it has to be extremely close rubbing on an active lesion. You have to be almost like that's why it's sexually transmitted. They said brushing up against someone at a water. Park. Not. It does not mean brushing up. They were saying bumping up against somebody, and I would say you would have to aggressively be bumping them. Okay, like. Well, you, I mean, you don't know that. You're not the foremost expert on monkeypox, are you? I am telling you that it is not as transmissible as just getting in the wave yeah, pool with somebody. It's just kept me out of a wave pool for the next 10 well, years, probably. Well, don't give misinformation, because it, it's the same way with people who thought that you could get AIDS from a cup, okay? You don't want to give that impression to people, like, no, you can't get AIDS from sharing a cup with somebody, just like you couldn't get monkeypox just from standing next to somebody with monkeypox. How about pox. if you went to one of those cuddle parties? Have you ever heard of those? Like, you pay somebody to cuddle with you, could you get monkeypox from that? If Look, dude, just don't bang and rub, rub around, okay? Just don't bang and rub around somebody. Okay, so it is like a sexually transmitted disease because you're it describing you got to get very intimate with somebody. Yes, you have to get skin-on-skin skin contact. Okay, but apparently you could also do that at a daycare or a Accidentally, skin-on-skin skin contact is you know what? probable or likely, but it's not uh, a, a guarantee, okay? It's not for sure. Okay. You think we have accurately reflected monkeypox? It's not a monkeypox. A very serious STD. No. Okay, uh, not an STD at all, right? No, uh, it's not a sexually transmitted disease, but it can be transmitted sexually. So, well, all I know is I missed the gathering of the Juggalos this weekend. I see miracles <laughs> all around me. Stop and look around; it's all astounding. Water, fire, air, and dirt. 
fucking magnets. How do they work? And I don't want to talk to a scientist. Y'all motherfuckers lying and getting me pissed. See, somebody should tell Shaggy too dope. <laughs> there are probably a lot of scientists who could explain the whole <laughs> magnet conundrum to you. And if they you would wouldn't just listen be lying right. and getting you pissed. All right, let's take a break. We're going to come back. Entertainment with Joanna and Hollywood News on the way right after this. The Buzz Adams Morning Show on KLAQ. Don't touch that dial. A what? We'll be right back. Right after this. Broadcasting in El Paso to El Paso. The Buzz Adams Morning Show on 95.5 KLAQ. I've got some random facts coming up. Three of them, to be precise. Ooh, what happened to five random facts? I don't know, five just seemed to take, you yeah. know, you kind of got out in the weeds <laughs> <laughs> after about three. I don't know. Three seemed like a much better number. Top Gun, uh, well, Joanna just did this story. Top Gun Maverick surpassed Titanic. You guys haven't, neither one of you seen Top Gun Maverick? Nope. No, it's on my list, though. See, it doesn't need my help. It's fine. <laughs> I did see the list of all the other movies that are on there. On the list of top six, Marvel has three movies. Uh, Are, wasn't Let's Titanic see. the highest grossing movie for a long time yeah. until I think Avatar, Avatar, which was also made by James Cameron? Yes. So and maybe do, that dude knows what he's doing. Maybe he does <laughs> know what he's doing. That's why he gets to take 15 years between movies. Did, when they do that, they adjusted for, you know, like $1980 versus $2022, right? Yeah, the list still has uh, Avatar above all of them. Uh, top five domestic releases, so not counting the international market, Black Panther, then Avatar, then Spider-Man No Way Home. Wait, wait, I'm going the wrong direction. Number one. <laughs> <laughs> Number one is Star Wars The Force Awakens, which made $936 million. That's just Domestic. domestically. Avengers Endgame is second, then Spider-Man No Way Home. Top Gun Maverick debuted in May. I guess there was a lot of pressure for them to release it on streaming because of COVID. And Tom Cruise put his little tiny foot down and said, no. <laughs> tiny? Why is it tiny? How tall is he? He's a just, small guy. Is he? Little, he's yeah, a little, little fellow. Not less than 5'11". Oh, yeah. Oh, he's yeah, like 5'6". Yeah, sure. oh, yeah. <gasps> yeah, yeah. Like you could yeah. pick him up and and cradle him and cuddle him with one arm. Five, on. seven. <laughs> that blows me away when I see uh, actors that I thought were tall, like Danny Trejo. I thought was huge because he's such an intimidating five foot six. Yeah. yeah. Tom Cruise five seven. Five foot two. I bet you Tom Cruise probably four like nine. Fudging that by a couple of inches, <laughs> I wouldn't be surprised if he's not five five or five six. And without lifts, really, what is he? I uh, don't know, but Top Gun Maverick, it, if you like the first Top Gun, you're going to love this Top Gun. I mean, uh, if you're a big fan of the first one, there's no reason you shouldn't go to see this one. I've it's heard really, good really things. Good. I've, had, I've heard good things. Joanna, watch the first one. Ugh. He's, <laughs> did you know Tom Cruise just turned 60 a few weeks ago? Wow. 60. 60. He looks good. What He's young, got that Scientology drip. What, yeah, I was going to say, what young boy is he stealing the blood from and replacing it with him? <laughs> I mean, it's enough to make me think, well, 
Let me read a few of these brochures. Oh, my gosh. His birthday's <laughs> July 3rd? Yeah, and he turned 60 years old. He was almost born on the 4th of July. Wasn't the... Uh, <laughs> like the movie. Like the movie. Wait, which movie? Oh, born on the 4th of July. <laughs> wow. You don't have COVID brain, do you? This is Nico brain. Are you in a, <laughs> this is the original. It's a different kind of Another fog. reason to be in a brain fog. I don't have any uh, COVID symptoms, like bad ones like Joanna's lack of smell or the... the you didn't get COVID that? No, none of it. Son of a bitch. Nobody else is getting it. But, but my neck... Honestly, Joanna, like hurts so bad. I cannot twist it left or right that much. Is that a COVID thing? I don't know. What are you doing with your neck? I was just sitting in the same position all weekend. <laughs> oh, I know what it was. What is it? I was sitting in the same position. You That's why my neck hurts. Yeah. <laughs> and then you moved. And then I moved. Joanna and I, our backs are hurting from carrying the show all week long. Ooh, <laughs> damn. Make it. Make it. Coming in hot. You spit hot fire. Yeah. You spit hot fire. It hurts. Let's go ahead. <laughs> let's go ahead and do our random facts for today, okay? Right. And now it's time for one, two, three, random, random facts. All right, all of these uh, check out. I've double and in some cases triple sourced all of our facts, so you're getting nothing but true, true facts. Woo. Here on three random facts, and they are very much at random. Random fact number one. I didn't know this until I read it. Official temperatures are taken in the shade, not under the sunlight. So when you hear it was 108 officially, they took that temperature in the shade. Liars! That is not how it feels. Exactly. <laughs> Wait, so you go out in the sun and give me a direct temperature. So if it's like 105, that's not unusual for this part of the country. But it's get probably hotter than that. But if you step out of the shade, it's going to be, you know, that's probably, if they took that measurement, it's probably like 115. Yeah. Random fact number two. Phoenix is the only state capital with a population over 1 million. Wow. Really? Yeah, think of uh, the biggest cities that are. Come on, Austin's got to be close Austin. to a million by now. It's got to be getting up. It's there, weird. Right? New York City's not the capital. Albany. Albany. Yeah. All right. What about California? You'd think Sacramento. Oh, what Sacramento's about? you know probably got about the size of El Paso, six hundred, seven hundred thousand, eight hundred thousand. Maryland. Dover. It's not Baltimore. Yeah. No, Baltimore's got like two and a half million people. Yeah, that's what I think. What about uh, Florida? <sighs> oh, God. Technically, oh, uh, that's Tallahassee, right? I think so. Yeah. <laughs> it's going through the Jacksonville. I think it's Tallahassee. <laughs> what a- Oklahoma City is a pretty big town, but yeah. it, that's what it is, a big town. It's just like a town that has a lot of people in it. So, But it's getting up there. Oh, it's Washington, be- D.C. Not the capital of a state, dude. It's the capital of our country. Yeah, but we're talking about state capitals, and when it comes to state capitals, only Phoenix has a population oh, of over one million. Random fact number three. The first CD to hit the market. Okay, so this is the first time that they put out an album on CD. Was the Billy Joel album, 52nd Street. It went on sale in October of 1982, and it was the first time that a an album on CD was available. So, 1982, this uh, album had a few classics on it. 
several, in fact. Mm. So I've kind of narrowed it down to oh, the cool. songs that I think you'll know from the very first album. Here's a weird thing. In my memory, the very first music video that I can remember seeing, and I'm sure it wasn't the first one, was a Billy Joel song called, uh, I think it was The Stranger. Anyway. I've done that before. <laughs> the Stranger. Yeah. Sit on your hand for a half hour and then upside down. I don't know what you're talking about. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, here are some of those uh, songs from 52nd Street, the very first CD that was available for purchase. You like this one? No. Are you a Billy Joel fan? Not really. Honesty. All right, you'll know this next one. Okay. From you. Listen to this one. Because you had to be a big shot, did you? You had to. No? I know it's from The Boys. You had to be a big shot, did you? Oh, yeah. Play you, Piano Man now. That's not on this. Oh, there's a good one. This is my life. So this Nico, was, get on beat. I know. Can you tell this is white music? Oh my god! Are you saying that this get song is so white that you, as a soulful brother, white man, white man cannot keep time to? So this was the very first album you could have gotten on CD. How much do you think it cost? Oh, uh, they were, as I recall, they were expensive. Like you could go get an album. Everything's flip-flopped. When you, huh? She made a joke. What's that? I'm very funny. Did you know? You didn't hear. You didn't finish listening to her. Buzz wasn't shut up. Okay. Try again. I just, I said nickel and a nickel and dime. Uh-huh. Is that even a joke, really? How much did it cost? Is that a song that they play? No. Oh, no, no. And, I've trained, CDs were super expensive I've when they came Nico out. I've trained Nico to laugh at every possible <laughs> joke of mine. When movies came out on a VHS that you could buy and own, they cost something like 80 bucks, which in those days what? was more like 250 bucks. Oh, yeah. To buy a videotape of a movie. Say you're, say Casablanca came out and you want it, or Wizard of Oz, you would have to pay almost 100 bucks. That's how expensive they were. Is this were eight track tapes around before the CD? Was that was that what you were listening to? I mean, that was between albums, right? Record albums, eight uh, tracks. So mostly for your tapes. mostly for your seventy six uh, Chevy van. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we'll talk to you tomorrow. So long. You know what I think? I think you talk too much. Blah 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 blah. Hey man, we're done talking now. Get-